0: WLEW Sports Network presents The Game of the Week with Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, and Dan Banky. You're listening to the WLEW Sports Network, powered by Agri Valley Services.
1: Ford Field is just one stop away, and with a win today, the ugly Bearcats can punch their ticket to the state championship. It's the state semifinals in a rematch two years in the making between the 11-1 Beale City Aggies and the 12-0 ugly Bearcats. Good evening, folks, from Mount Morris, Michigan. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network, and I'm your host, Clark Ramsey, for this afternoon's broadcast alongside me as always as a true professional he even has license to prove it please welcome dave hansen
2: thank you clark uh, hello to everyone from mount morris first time for us here and so far uh, i've been impressed with what i've seen
1: 32 teams began the division a playoffs just three weeks ago now it's down to just the last four hudson ottawa lake whiteford beale city in your hometown ugly bearcats whoever wins will be canceling their thanksgiving plans and meeting everyone at ford field instead
2: no question about it the, the only two people in the world that wouldn't be excited about that is probably our wives clark
1: <laughs> Maybe. The Upley Bearcats are making their third straight state semifinal appearance, winning last year before falling short to Centerville at Ford Field. The Bearcats are back once again and have just one goal in mind, win a state championship.
2: And they've been close multiple times, but this team has the tools to do it. Offensively, defense, and special teams, they've been very good.
1: Upley has one opponent standing between them in the state finals, the Beale City Angies. After losing in the first week this season, Beale City has rattled off 11 straight victories in commanding fashion. Two years ago, the Aggies and Bearcats met on this same semifinal stage. Beale City snagged that victory 21-20, to something that Ubley has certainly not forgotten about.
2: No doubt, and a reminder, that game was played in Beale City's backyard, and nobody's bitter about that at all, but that is just adding a chip on these Bearcats' shoulders.
1: Before we kick off today's state semifinal, we'll host our media round table discuss the rest of the playoff field, and break down the game of the week, Beale City and Ubley, with a winner punching their ticket to the state championship. It's all right here on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anger Valley Services on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLW Sports.com. It's Beale City versus Upley from Mount Morris, Michigan. Today's presentation of the WLW Sports Network is being brought to you by Thumb Sailor at Anger Valley Services, DS Services of Cassidy for all of your grain handling needs. Cotic Radiator in air Condition of Maddox, Rainey's Honey Center, 269 Guns, the Huron Daily Tribune, North Star Bank Guiding the Way. Here Auto Parts, Countryside Transportation, McVeigh Insurance Agency, Ubly Motor Service, DM Cabinet Shop, the Michigan High School Athletic Association, Ensure Health. Better Health, Better Life, are you sure? Internet services are provided by Anger Valley Services on the blazing speed of their TrueNet 4G wireless network. Go to AngerValleyServices.com for broadband internet that you can count on. This game broadcast is a copyright presentation of Thumb Broadcasting Incorporated. All rights are reserved. Any reproduction with the expressed written consent of the W. Atlet W Sports Network is strictly prohibited. Since the MHSA playoffs began in 1975, five schools in Heron County have made it to the state semifinals. Betx was the first making their lone appearance in 1978 when they defeated Ishpeming 22 to 7 to make it to the state finals before losing to Forest Hills Northern. Lakers achieved a semifinal bid 3 years later in 1981 beating Kalamazoo Hackett Catholic 20-0 and then North Muskegon 15 to 6 to win the county's first state championship. They also returned to the semifinals in 2002. The USA Patriots have made it to the state semifinals 3 total times winning all three bouts in 98, 2004, and 2005, of course claiming the state title two times in 98-04. and 04. The Harbor Beach Pirates reached the penultimate game a total of seven times, winning twice in 91 in 2012, claiming a state championship in 2012 as well. Then there are the ugly Bearcats, who have now made it to this game more than any other thumb school eight times in the last 19 years. 2003, 2006, 2008, 2009, let me take a breath, 2016, 2019, 2020, and 2021. The Bearcats have gone 2-5 in in the state semifinals, making it to Ford Field in 2008 and 2020. My name is Clark Ramsey, your host and play-by-play announcer for WLW Sports since 2011. To my right for the last 10 years has been Dave Hansen. Over the past decade, we have had the opportunity to broadcast a semifinal game a total of seven times, just going to show the strength of thumb football.
2: No question about it. And, and look at uh, at least in our track record. Look at the last ten years. Look at how great the Albany Bearcats have been. Look at how great the the Beach Pirates have been, uh, winning a ton of hardware in that stretch. So it's been a pleasure and it's been a lot of fun chasing these teams throughout the state and hoping to find uh, a second state championship game for us.
1: Hitting triple digits today would be our director of sports information, Doug Cole, with his 100th broadcast with us today. Since 2013, Doug has had held the responsibility of all of our real time offensive, defensive, and team stats throughout the entire broadcast. Doug, this is the time of the year when you start to have shorter travel times than us, making your way from Livonia, Michigan for us every single weekend.
3: Yeah, it was a uh, nice ride. Just took 96 to US 23, joined 75, and it's uh, just a little bit of uh, over an hour drive.
2: Great. So this is going to be really interesting. So where did you uh, you stop on the way up?
3: Well, I had a special guest with me. I oh stopped at Leo's Coney Island in Fenton, and uh, Mr. Ed Klum joined me really he sure did was it any good it was delicious well, well,
1: well hold on a second here e- e- eating with ed i suppose yeah. eating with, <laughs> eating with there ed. Go. it's a contact sport uh, well it is a contact <laughs> sport with ed club but that in itself is an experience let's talk about the food first what'd you have
3: i had uh breakfast two eggs bacon hash browns and wheat toast
1: and did you have a face shield? Ed's a pretty aggressive eater.
3: <laughs> oh I, well, I didn't notice that. I mean, he had the western omit, and that looked pretty good, and so it was uh, it was a great meal.
1: Does it get the Doug Cole Seal of Approval? Absolutely, that's yeah, fantastic. Dining with Doug can continue for another week as he travels the countryside, finds the local hotspots, and gives the Doug Cole Seal of Approval when deemed necessary and appropriate. In a five-team trade with cash, three second-round draft picks, and future trade considerations. I'd like to introduce you today to our new spotter, Dan Banky. In a very roundabout 72 hours, we were able to change some work schedules around, enabling Dan Banky to join us today, and he should be joining us sometime between the National Anthem and today's opening kick.
2: It doesn't matter when he gets here. Yeah, we I can survive care. the first series all that we want, but the fact that he's back, that makes our job a lot easier.
1: I'm pretty sure we'll be able to know Ubley's first four plays. We can at least get through that. Well, we're, After we're, that, we're, we're in trouble We're
2: getting better, and what helps us today? Daylight Yes. That helps us find the ball a lot better
1: Very much so, so thank you to Dan Bankey Thank you to Dan Banky's bosses Who were able to switch around the schedules To get him out of work just a little bit early So he could make it all the way over to Mount Morris today And we'd also like to welcome back Our fifth member of our team, Ed Klump As our sideline reporter Remarkably and astonishingly Head coach Eric Sweeney had no problems with him on the sidelines last week. We talked to his probation officer, he was clear there, and as a result, we're happy to have Ed Clump on the sidelines once again.
4: Thanks so much. I was, I was surprised that my uh, ankle monitor let me go this far, so I'm, I'm happy to be here looking forward to this game. Well, I'm not sure where, where that ankle monitor, if the far sideline, works for you,
1: not today. But this broadcast is certainly going off the railings. Ed, it's great to have you back today.
4: Great to be here. Yeah. Looking forward to this game.
2: It also helps that uh, Ubley took care of business yesterday, so maybe Coach Sweeney thinks you're his luck charm.
4: That, there we go. And probably not, but that, we'll go with that. I highly
1: doubt that. But, <laughs> and the unfortunate thing is Ubley is the away team today, so they're on the far sideline. One, our signals have to be very strong, but two, Ed's going to be looking right into that wind along with every Ubley, Ubley Bearcat fan today.
2: I don't think they mind. As long as their so. team plays well and, and gets a victory, they'll be just fine with that.
1: Ed, I hope you brought some socks. I'm, I'm going to be warm out there. I have the long johns. Oh, you're good to go on the long johns. All right. Well, the road to Ford Field is at its final stop before, as Keith Jackson would say, the granddaddy of them all. Ubley and Beale City in the state semifinal on Sports Radio, 1021 and live and worldwide at com. When we return, we'll have our media roundtable presented by Thompson Chevrolet. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. listening to the WLW Sports Network on Sports Radio, 1021 in live and worldwide at Sports.com. Listen to us in replay form. Just go to Sports.com and click on the Replays tab or now also in replay in podcast form. Wherever you hear podcasts, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Switcher Radio, anything of any sorts, we are there for your podcasts. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, Dan Banky, and Ed Klump with your call today from Mount Morris, Michigan. The sun is... Somewhere out there, and it is a beautiful day for football. It's now time for the media round table presented by Thompson Chevrolet of Ubley. If you're looking for the latest models from Chevrolet, look no further than the north end of Ubley at Thompson Chevrolet Find new roads. Join me today from the Huron County View, the Steve Sarkeesian of the Roundtable, Paul B. Adams. Our in-game analyst for W at Sports, Dave Hanson. The top spotter north of Bowling Green, Ohio, Dan Benke. Our sideline reporter in the 2003 North American asparagus eating champion, Ed Klump. And our back-to-back media roundtable champion, director of sports information, Doug Cole. Through the end of the broadcast season, we'll keep score of our game's predictions, and when that time comes, we will deem a meet-around table winner. Last week, Paul Adams made it two wins in a row. So now it's Dave Hansen with five wins. Paul P. Adams just one behind at four. So I guess in the college football playoff, that would put Paul ahead of Dave. (laughs) Doug Cole with two, Clark (laughs) Ramsey one, and Dan Banky still on a quest to find his first win of the year.
3: Reminds me of the Lions. He does have a tie or whatever that's on there.
1: (laughs)
5: Uh, He
3: does
1: have a tie, suppose That was my victory,
3: yes. (laughs) Just so you know, the Lions have not lost in
2: the month of November. So, so far they're doing all right.
5: It's been nice. I've been on a heater here, but I think this one's going to be – there's more strategy in this this pick in this game than we've had all year. It usually has been just blindly take the over. I I don't see that happening, but uh, we'll see what you guys pick, and that's why I'm in, uh, in the last spot.
1: So, how it works, each meter representative picks a winner and a final score for today's feature game in the W WNLB Sports Network. The winner is deemed by selecting the winning team and by having the most accurate point differential. If no one selects the correct winner, then I, Clark Ramsey, will graciously accept the victory for the week. Since Paul won last week, he will go last, so today's order is Ed Klump leading off, then Dan Banky, followed by Doug Cole, Dave Hansen, and then last week's winner, Paul P. Adams. Ed Klump, if you can hear us out there, what's your prediction for today?
4: Well, I think it's going to be a little tougher game than last week. That's not really hard to accomplish, but I I think that the ugly, ugly defense is going to be too much. I'm going to go with ugly 35 uh, to 6. 35 to 6. Ugly. 35
1: to 6. A 29 point victory in favor of the Bearcats, according to Ed Klump on the sidelines. All right. That sets the tone early. Dan Banky, like we said, he is on his way to the game right now. (laughs) He sent his pick in to me earlier today, and I have not even read it, frankly, yet, so this should be interesting. (coughs) Well, Dan Banky thought his season was over, but his bosses were generous enough to let him sneak out of work early to make it to the game. Dan Banky would like to thank them, and much like his season is not over, he does not think the Bearcats will be either. Uh, Dan Banky has seen some film on the Aggies, they're very physical, and have seen teams run the Wing Tee. But, according to Dan Bankey, they have not seen a team like the Bearcats run it. Dan Bankey thinks it will be close in the beginning, but the Bearcats will pull away in the end. He, Dan Bankey has Ubley winning 35-15, to 15, a 20-point victory, according to Dan Bankey, in favor of the LB Bearcats. Doug Cole, what do you have?
3: Well yeah, I we all know it's not gonna be like last week where Ubley won sixty five to six. So I think with Beale City they are they are a physical team, but I think Ubley's defense will uh is, will be the difference uh this game. I got Ubley winning. I got the same total uh, point total for Ubley, uh, thirty five to twenty two.
1: Thirty five to twenty two, a thirteen point victory in favor of the Ubley Bearcats according to Doug Cole. Dave Hansen.
2: I like that, but we're going to keep talking about defense, but I'm pretty sure Coach Sweeney said our best defense is when we're on offense controlling the clock, and I think that offense is going to be important to this game and the special teams. I can't even leave that for you to talk about, Paul. I agree. I think (laughs) Ubley's going to win. Uh, This team has been a well-oiled machine. The offense does what it always does. The defense has simply improved every single week, and Brett Mueller and that kicking team, kicking off field position and making extra points, those are the little things that matter. I, I watched a little different film. I do think the Bearcats are going to win, but this is going to go right down to the end. I like more like a 28-20 to 20 victory for the 28
1: Bearcats. 28-20, according to Dave Hansen, an eight-point victory. So Dave Hansen taking the low so far by eight points, and that leaves the one and only Paul P. Adams.
5: <laughs> I am at a loss for words right now. I did That's not, first. I, yeah, it is. I, I did not expect these... Uh, these scores. Uh, obviously, I'm going with Ugly, and I'm, I'm filibustering here, trying to come up with a score. Um, you could just forfeit. That'd be all right. Yeah, I'm not gonna forfeit. I'm gonna go. Uh, I don't have a score. I'm gonna pull what Dave did a couple weeks ago. I'm gonna go Ugly by 21. Ugly by 21. Ugly by 21. I, that's. I,
1: so if it's a tie, that means it would go the other way because you do not have the most accurate point differential, and then the winning teams.
5: Well, I'll get a point differential. Okay. I'll get I'll get you a score. Okay. But I I've, I'm at a loss for words right now because I did not this I did fantastic. not expect any of this right now. So okay,
1: all right. Well, you'll have you have 40 minutes. You're on the clock. You,
5: I will get your points during the break.
1: All right, you're on the clock, and <laughs> we'll find out. Let's take a look at the other area of games going on, and frankly. All the other state games going on today. In Division 7, Traverse City, St. Francis at 12-0. The Gladiators taking on West westphalia the team that took out Lakers last week. The Pirates are 11-1. These two teams met last in 2016 regionals. And that was Paloma-Westphalia winning 17-14. They beat Ubley in their very next game, actually, in route to win the state championship. Traverse City, St. Francis looking for their state cha- first state championship since 2009. And this is their 18th semifinal in school history, four in the last five years. Paloma, Westphalia, eighth semifinal appearance in 11 years. State champions in 16, 17, and 19.
5: Uh, I got to see Paloma, Westphalia up close and personal last week. And no offense, but I wasn't impressed. I, I just, I don't, I, you know, and maybe that, that's uh, a credit to Lakers. But uh, I didn't, you know, I was expecting, I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting that. I'm going to go with Traverse City St. Francis in this game just because having seen Paloma in person, not impressed really much at all so uh give me give me the gladiators in this game
2: I'm gonna take Puamo Westphalia and here's why I don't think they knew what Lakers was going to bring I think Lakers is a very physical team a team that was riding as high as possible I think they knocked them out early held their ground on defense didn't allow any big plays slowed the game down I think Lakers did a great job of staying in that game but I think Puamo Westphalia doesn't take Traverse City St. Francis for granted so a fantastic football game but I'll stick with PW
1: on the other side of the bracket, in semifinal number two, over at Harbor Creek High School, that first game's at Cedar Springs. In this one, it's Lawton at 12-0, Jackson Lumen Christie at 11-1. Lumen they their only loss to Harbor Creek, the same field they're playing on right now. And they beat Loyola, Detroit Loyal last week, 35-18. to Lawton beat Muskegon Catholic Central. For the regional title, 41 to 22. It's their first district and regional championship in school history.
5: Yeah, and you know, at this point, I think experience matters at this level. And as, as good as that win was for Lawton, Jackson Lumen Christie's been there, done that. Experience matters at this level. And I think that's something, you know, I didn't talk about with Ubley, but, uh, you know, having been here, it matters. Give me Jackson Lumen Christie
2: no shame that's a big win over muskegon catholic central but i'm with you give me jackson Lumen, Christie there's just too much blue blood too much uh traditional powerhouse value there they know how to win and i expect them to do the same today
1: in division eight of course ubley and beale city the game of the week here on the wlw sports network the winner of this one will take on either ottawa lake whiteford or hudson Whiteford averaged fifty points per game this season to this point, but they have given up twenty per game on defense. They beat Clarkson Everest thirty-eight to twelve last week. Hudson squeaked by White Pigeon eight nothing for the regional title. They have allowed just two touchdowns in their last seven weeks. Eight points in the entire postseason.
5: Yeah, this Hudson team—we've uh, seen them before. They—they they're, play thumb style football. They're physical. They run the wing T. They—they've um, they've been having their way with their opponents. Last week, a little bit of surprising—only winning eight to nothing. But uh, you know, I think Hudson's for real. Uh, they're going to have one of those spots in that championship game, and and hopefully uh, be awaiting ugly
2: gives me hope, uh, rooting for Ubley, that Hudson can only score eight points uh, last week against White Pigeon. So I'm hoping that means they're vulnerable, but I'm with you. It's a great offense of give, scoring 50 points a week uh, from uh, Whiteford, and then you got Hudson, the elite defense. I'll I'll take Hudson in that scenario again another traditional team that finds their way into the playoffs all the time Give me Hudson as well
1: today is the eight player state championship games up in Marquette at the Superior Dome The largest wood structure dome in the world Sutton's Bay the Norseman taking on the Cougars Adrian Lenaway Christian both teams undefeated it's a rematch from a year ago in the state finals Lenaway Christian defending division one champions have allowed 14 points this postseason as they beat Martin 36-14 last week, Sutton's Bay beat Rudyard in overtime 42-36, to lost to Lenawee Christian last year in the finals 47 nothing. That let game's me, going on right now.
5: Let me tell you, I, I, I voted for the uh, Associated Press All-State 8-player team, and I got to see a lot of these stats from these, especially these two schools, absolutely loaded with talent. Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit closer this year, but Adrian Lanaway Christian, Still the cream of the crop. Might be the best team in either division of eight-player football, so I'll go with uh, Adrian Lenoway Christian in that one.
2: No doubt about it. I actually don't think this game's all that close. I, I think they win by multiple touchdowns.
1: In the second game, the Division Two, the smaller schools in eight-player football. This kicks off at 2 p.m. today on Saturday. Colon, the Magi, against the Jets of Powers North Central. Powers North Central 12-0, Colon 11-1. Their only loss was to Adrian Lenaway Christian, 47-21. Seven of their 12 games, one touchdown or less allowed. Powers North Central have allowed more, no more than two touchdowns in any game this season, and that was just once. They beat Marion last week, seventy-three to eight, in the state semifinals.
5: Again, going back to the AP ballot that I, I saw, uh, one thing I noticed about Powers North, very well-rounded team. They don't have the standout athlete that they normally have, but a lot of good athletes. Colon will have the best athlete on the field, their quarterback. Is the real deal? I voted for him for eight for AP Player of the Year. But with that said, I, I think when you you have the uh, the pedigree that uh, Powers North has, and they have more athletes, I think Powers North will will wear uh, Colin down. But it, it could be a really interesting game.
1: And that Division One game going on right now, Adrian Lanaway Christian leads Suttons Bay 12, 14 to twelve. Adrian Lenoway Christian actually was trailing, and they took it, scored a touchdown, a rushing touchdown, to retake the lead 14-12. So a great game in Division I eight-player football. It's time for a short break. When we return, we'll take a look at the Beale City Aggies right here on Sports Radio 1021 and live World Worldwide at LWSports.com. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network on Sports Radio 1021 and live worldwide at WLWSports.com. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Doug Cole, Dan Banky, and Ed Klump with your call today from Mount Morris, Michigan. For the 37th time in 42 years, the Beale City Aggies find themselves in the MHSA playoffs. That mark of 37 is the most in the state of Michigan, tied only with Crystal Falls Forest Park. That's more than Detroit Country Day with 30 appearances, Jackson Lumen Christie at 31 playoff berths, and even Farmington Hills Harrison and Traverse City St. Francis who each have 35 appearances in the postseason. The Aggies of Beale City have missed this postseason just five times since 1980, with two of them coming in 2017 and 18. Taking over the program seven years ago was Brad Gross, a graduate and former player for the Aggies, who understood what it took to bring the Beale City back program back to its winning ways
2: have to love it when former players come back to their program, back to their hometown, and help take over and reestablish winning ways. And I say that because he took over in 2015, in his 75 games as coach, he's won 69% of them with a 52 and 23 record. He has taken this team to the playoffs five of his seven years, including three straight, he made it to the state finals in 2019 where they lost to Reading, but he was the quarterback for this 1994 state championship team, and he was also the offensive coordinator for the 2009 state championship team.
1: When your ho- head coach is a state champion play caller on and off the field, you come to expect some great quarterback play as well. That's what you get from senior number four, Hunter Miles.
2: Hunter Miles plays a very important role for this team. He's six foot, one hundred and eighty-five pounds. He also plays end on the other side of the ball. He's only forty of eighty-eight passing, seven hundred yards and six TDs, and he has five interceptions. So it's not a foolproof system, but. He has the ability to throw the ball. It's not a vocal point of the offense He's carried the ball only 35 times 250 yards and a couple scores he Really is the game manager for this team not as characteristic as what you see. He took over for Jake gross last season and beat out Jack uh, Fussman as, as the pronunciation Jack Foosman this season so we were talking them before the game They had a a conundrum who's going to play quarterback. There's a lot of teams, they know who their quarterback is. This team wasn't really sure, and I think that might be some leverage for the Bearcats.
1: For well over 40 years now, similar to the ugly Bearcats, the Beale City Aggies are known for running the ball. Last season, they averaged 276 yards a game. This year, that average is up to 286, 10 more than last year, scoring 49 rushing touchdowns in 2021. Leading the rushing tank out of the double wing offense would be senior number one, Cade Block.
2: No doubt about it. Cade Block ran for nine TDs and 760 yards. This year, he's already over 1,100 yards and has 25 TDs on the year. He averages eight yards a carry, over 100 yards a game. The other guys, though, you got to keep an eye on underclassman Jamison Latham. He is just a sophomore. He will play that wing back, and we'll get into what that means later in the game. But they, they like to ha- do a lot of jet sweeps, a lot of end arounds, types like that. Wade Wilson, for all you Hobby Bearcat fans, Wade Wilson had an excellent first half two years ago uh, when uh, they, these two teams met in Mount Pleasant. He's another guy to keep an eye on. He averages eight yards a carry. He's only got 470 yards on the season and five TDs, but we saw what he was capable of as a sophomore a few years back.
1: When Brad Gross took over the Beale City program, he went away from just the straight T to the double wing, implementing a passing game that can throw off their opponents in key moments. Hunter Miles' Hunter Miles's favorite targets would be junior wide receiver Carter Fussman and senior tight end Matt
0: Oswald.
2: No question about it. Again, not a ton of completions, but when a very high percentage of them go to one guy, you know where the play action wants to be, and Foosman is just a junior. He's 6 foot. He has 12 of those catches, 170 yards and 3 TDs, averaging 14 yards a catch. But Matt Oswald and, and Caden Smith tend to be the big play guys. They don't get many, maybe one catch a game, but they both average Thirty-one yards and twenty yards of completion between the two of them, and a couple TDs to boot.
1: Defensively, Beale City is tough. To this point, they are allowing just eight and a half points per game, and the Aggies have held their opponents to three touchdowns or less in every single game this year. We are 25 minutes away from kicking things off. It's the state semifinals, and it's a 2019 rematch between the Beale City Aggies and the Elly Bearcats. Right here on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anger Valley Services. It's the state semifinals between the Beale City Aggies and the Ubley Bearcats in the Division 8 MHSA playoffs. For the third time in three years and the eighth time in the last two decades, the Ubley Bearcats have barreled their way through the playoff field all the way to the state semifinals. Eight semifinal appearances in total is actually the most of any thumb school before this season. Ubley was tied with Harbor Beach very fittingly, each with seven appearances. Last year, after a brief hiatus in the middle of the playoffs due to COVID-19, the Bearcats defeated Carson City Crystal to snag their third straight regional championship and then went on to shut out Johannesburg-Lewiston, 43-0, a team that Beale City forfeited to due to COVID-19, mind you, to punch their ticket to the state championship at Ford Field. Now, some 10 months later, the Ugly Bearcats find themselves on that same cusp under the direction of their second-year head coach, Eric Sweeney.
2: That's right, Coach Eric Sweeney took over for Bill Sweeney, who retired after the 2019 season, and in just two years, coach Eric Sweeney is 21-3, and winning 87% of his games. No other coach in Ubley history has made it to -to back-to-back semifinal appearances in their first two years of coaching, and going for that second straight state final appearance, the first thumb area team to do that since the USA Patriots back in 2004 and 2005.
1: Not many high school quarterbacks or even a majority of college quarterbacks have ever had the opportunity to be the QB one slot in start twenty-five games. Then you have the scenario of Evan Peruski who's making his 25th straight start under center and is just a sophomore.
2: That has got to be one of the best stats. We will talk about the rest of the playoffs. 25 starts as a quarterback. You are just in your sophomore season and the season's not over yet. He is uh, right at the 1,000 yard rushing mark with 17 touchdowns, obviously averaging about 10 yards per carry. Leads the team and is third most in the Greater Thumb Conference. He's already accumulated 280 yards and 5 TDs in the playoffs, bumping that average up to 13 yards a carry and he's 17 of 29 passing he has one pick but he has eight touchdowns to go with it and just under 500 yards and he's actually passed the last couple weeks they took about five weeks off without completing a pass but the last two weeks he's been four of seven for 90 yards and a couple scores that could be very important for them today
1: as a team the Ellie Bearcans have rushed for 3,537 yards in 57 touchdowns in fact, the orange and black have accumulated at least 240 yards on the ground in every single game this season. That comes out to an average of 321 rushing yards and five touchdowns rushing per game.
2: No question about it, Clark, and it starts with number twenty-seven, Mark Heilig. In my opinion, he plays in the middle of the wing tee. He is the fullback traditionally goes straight at you, and he's got home run speed. If you if you miss him up the middle, he can go to the house in a hurry. And he's just under a thousand yards rushing as well, with fourteen TDs on the season, averaging nine yards a carry. And then Colin Oberski and Logan Mueller are your two seniors, your veterans. Colin Oberski, more of your physical back. You'll see him just averaging six <laughs> yards a carry, which is still pretty good, mind you. 560 yards on the season, nine TDs for him. And Logan Mueller, sort of been the forgotten guy, but has really been the hero later in the season. He really come on at the end of the season against Bad Axe. He has been extremely good he's got 550 yards rushing he's been averaging nine yards a carry and oh by the way he's got 11 touchdowns on the year had three of those touchdowns last week against Breckenridge
1: last week against Breckenridge the LB Bearcats only had to attempt two passes completing one of them for 16 yards to Matt Brandle. they didn't pass beyond that because they didn't need to the Bearcats have only thrown 29 passes all season, and similar to the Dosecki's most interesting man in the world, they don't pass often, but when they do, they tend to score and slash the opponent defense. Over half of Obli's completed passes this year have resulted in touchdowns.
2: And that favorite target, the guy that he targets the most, Kyle Sweeney, is a senior, 6'1", 175 pounds, plays defensive back as well. He only has nine catches on the season, but that leads the team. He has 300 yards catching that also leads the team and five of those nine catches have gone to pay dirt averaging 31 yards of completion he is the heart and soul of this passing game and then the checkdown options have been colin oberski and matt brandle each have scored a couple touchdowns on the year but just four catches for each of those guys
1: defensively the bearcats have been in a complete lockdown mode allowing just five touchdowns in the last seven weeks Lead the charge will be linebackers Aiden Makowiak and Kandon Peruski.
2: And I'm glad you mentioned them because these are the tea, the key two pieces to replace a couple of seniors that graduated last year that were the heart and soul of the defense. This was the question mark. Aiden Makowiak and Kanden Peruski, a couple underclassmen, have really done a great job. Makowiak, just a junior. He looks small. He plays twice as big as what he is. 75 tackles on the air, a couple defensive touchdowns. And Candon Peruski is another guy that's gotten... A lot better each and every week. He's 5'9", 175-pound sophomore, and he has 57 tackles on the year.
1: We are just 15 minutes away from the start of the state semifinals, Beale City in Ubley. Keep it locked on your home for high school football. Up next, we'll do a direct comparison between the Aggies and the Bearcats. It's all on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network. Mark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, Ed Klump, and Dan Benke with your call today on the WLW Sports Network presentation of the state semifinals in Division 8. It's the Beale City Aggies and the Ubley Bearcats, a rematch two years in the making, and we're in for a good one today from Mount Morris, Michigan. As the crow flies, 98 miles separate Beale City and Ubley High Schools due east-west of each other. Very interesting there. Today is an actual, actual neutral site for the Bearcats and Aggies. Unlike two years ago, when it was a two-minute drive for Beale City and a two-hour drive for Ubley to Mount Pleasant, it is one hour and 33 minutes for Beale City to Mount Morris, and get this, it's one hour 32 minutes for the Bearcats. In the MHSA playoffs, Ubley High School is the fourth small school in Division 8, with 170 students. Beale City is right in the middle, the 16th largest, but also the 16th smallest at 227. So by going by student enrollment, it's Beale City by 57 students. This is the second time that the Beale City Aggies and Ubley Bearcats have faced off. Two days short of exactly two years ago, they met in the state semifinals with the Aggies winning 21-20. They eventually went on to lose to reading the next game 33-6 in the state championship. This year, Ubleys remain averaging 45.4 on offense, the best in the greater thumb, and second highest of the four remaining teams in the playoffs. Beale City has been scoring 37.6 per game, so on offense, the Bearcats are favored by 7.8 points. Defensively, Ubley is the best in the Grayratham Conference, allowing just 10.4 per game, a number that has been improving and dropping by the week. Beale City, though, they yield 8.6 per game, so by going by defensive averages, it's Beale City by 1.8 points. Las Vegas is set their line for the game in their confident line, unless it's wrong. Our colleagues at the Ohio State University in the Mel Tucker Contract Renegotiation and Sports Wagering Department, sector factoring in all possibilities, stats, injury, weather, and location. The spread for today's game sits at Ubley eight-and-a-half points. Today is the 324th day of the year, meaning there are just 41 days until New Year's Eve. Dave, I guess we haven't talked about New Year's Eve in a while. We're having the party at Dan's. Ed's, we never actually invited Ed. Should oh, we invite Ed?
2: I, I would just assume he's going to be there.
1: Okay. He wouldn't, right. he wouldn't miss a, Ed, Ed, a well, gathering there's, like Well, there's food, so Ed would certainly be there.
2: I don't know if it's necessarily the, the uh, food he'd be coming for, but yes, well, he'll be there.
1: We'd like to say hello to all of our listeners tuning in today, and whether you're on your way to the game, out in the deer blind, or perhaps out getting groceries for next week's Thanksgiving meal, which, Dave, that leads me to this week's trivia question about... Thanksgiving.
2: Ah, now Thanksgiving. I know why you're so heavily uh, emphatic on food. I food. like it. Let's, let's give food. this a shot.
1: Not to get political, but this year's Thanksgiving feast is going to cost roughly 14% more than it did last year. The price of a frozen whole body turkey alone is 24% higher in part of what the USDA is calling meatflation. Something we never would have thought we'd talk about. But the question to you, Dave, though, is according to the American Farm Bureau... What is the a year? What is this year's average price per pound of frozen turkey?
2: Oh boy! Well, this tells you how much uh, shopping I do for turkeys. So I figure that don't, I don't don't have a clue. So uh, I'm your wife g-
1: might call you a turkey, but that's <laughs> about it. <laughs>
2: well, that wouldn't be too bad, though. Uh, <laughs> let's go with uh, let's go with uh, two dollars a pound.
1: A dollar fifty per pound, actually. Mm. Last year it was a dollar twenty one. 21. Stores began advertising lower prices later than normal this year. Last week, the average price of per pound was $1.07, and this week, it's 88 per cents per pound. So if you've not gotten your turkey yet, your wallet appreciates it. However, be careful, 61% of all the frozen turkeys in America have already been sold out. Of the 15 most common items in a Thanksgiving meal, 14 of them increased in price first 2020. Dave, my second question to you is, according to the Farm Bureau, what is the one item of Thanksgiving that saw a decrease in its average
2: price? You mean to tell me something in this world right now, the price has decreased? Yes. Um, Wow. Well, I'm going to go with something that I feel like that's the only time here you have it, and I don't really know what what it's made of. It can't be that much, so I'm going to go with stuffing.
1: Correct. Ring the bell. Stuffing. 14 ounces of cube stuffing cost $2.81 a year ago. This year, it's $2.29 and no one knows why. In the United States, stuffing is actually the most popular side dish for Thanksgiving in four states, Maine, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, and Louisiana, although the Bayou prefers cornbread stuffing. Dave, my final question, what is the most popular Thanksgiving side dish in the state of Michigan?
2: Ah, uh, wow. Um, you wouldn't you wouldn't get me twice with stuffing, would you? I guess I would guess. I'll I go don't stuff, know. I'll go stuffing.
1: The incorrect. Dinner rolls. Dinner rolls, which I I applaud that, and I will support that. I approve that message. Only Michigan, (laughs) Florida, and Utah have an affection for carbs, apparently, as those are the most popular in those states. What is the least favorite Thanksgiving side dish? Candied, candied yams with 27% of America green with green bean casserole close behind at 25%.
2: I agree with one of those two. You can you can keep the yams, but uh, I'll keep the green bean casserole. i go with that. But
1: speaking of a delicious recipe for football success, Dave, where are three keys to today's game?
2: Well, we love this time of the year because uh, there's less calling it down the middle and more favoritism to our home team. So we're, we're going to talk about the Elby Bearcats a lot, and we're going to focus on what they're trying to do, and, and I think we're going to start with the defense. You're going you're gonna to meet a team that finally wants to go toe-to-toe with you in the trenches and I want to see this defense this defensive line they won last week against a team that wants to spread it out a team that doesn't like to get physical I'll be beat them in that fashion today can they beat another team that is just as physical as them maybe even a little bit bigger than them can they move them around on defense get that defense off the field and allow uh, their offense to have a few more possessions speaking of the offense point number two is they are going to be battling Those bigger guys in the trenches, they have to remain patient on offense and continue to move the change. I think if Ubley plays the coach Bill Sweeney style of football and they're patient, happy with three and four yard carries, the big one will come. But if the big play doesn't, it's keeping that offense on the field, moving the chains is the best way to keep the other team from scoring. And on the third type of thing is don't allow this anger that they have for the beale city aggies it wasn't their choice that they played in mount pleasant a couple of years ago where uh, they were seven miles from the field but utilize that to your advantage take out this team the right way beat them in the trenches beat them in the plays. don't make mistakes don't let that cause a bad penalty somewhere or a turnover and i think this ugly bearcat team has a great chance to win
1: Let's take you through the current conditions at game time right here in Mount Morris, Michigan. It's 39 degrees with cloudy skies. They're calling for a 44% chance of rain this evening. Winds are out of the south at 12 miles per hour and gusting up to 16. And actually, snow this evening, not rain. Visibility is at 10 miles. Bearmark pressure is dropping at 30.26 inches. And the dew point is at 25 degrees. It feels like it's 32 degrees out. The humidity is at 58%. Sunset today at 5.03. And we're currently in a waning gibbous moon phase. So I think it's safe to say it's a beautiful day for football. Uh, Sunrise today, 7.34. Sunset at 5.03. So on November 20th, 2021, we have, I'm sorry to announce this, nine hours and 29 minutes of daylight today. We've lost exactly four hours since our first broadcast this season. The good news, though, is Upley won the toss, and like usual, they elected to receive. They'll start out on offense as we're waiting for the National Anthem. Let's take you through that starting lineup for the Upley Bearcats. And at quarterback, the sophomore, 5'11", 170 pounds, Evan Perusky. At center, number 50, 6'2", 185-pound junior, Cameron Ferris. At right guard, Parker Perusky, a junior. Left guard, Aiden McCoviak also a junior. Right tackle, Ethan Gillig, a senior, 6'2", 195 pounds. Left tackle would be Mitchell Foote. At left tackle, a sophomore. Your tight ends, Kyle Sweeney and Matt Brandle, in your backfield would be Mark Heilig, Kyle Noburski, and Logan Mueller. Now we listen in as we are getting ready for the National Anthem. We're actually going to take a short break. You're listening to the W at W Sports Network. It's game time, folks. It's the state semifinals. The winner of this one goes on to the state championship to take on either Ottawa Lake Whiteford or Hudson. We've talked about the Ubly offense. Let's talk about the Beale City offense before kicking things off. Your Hunter Miles, your quarterback is six foot, 185 pounds senior. Your tailback, Kate Black, is senior, 5'9, 155 pounds the Aggies and your wing back. so this is the same type of offense same formation I should say as the Lakers ran the past few years you have a wing back on either side of the outside of the tackles with one tight end set in this one Wade Wilson 5'11", 200 pounds senior he's on the left wing typically the right wing would be Jamison Latham a senior 5'10", 175 pounds your tight end would be Matt Oswald on the right side at 6'4", 240 pounds a big target out there and a senior in your wide receiver one hundred eighty pound. Junior Carter Fussman.
2: I think the best way to explain it, uh, especially for our home crowd, is if if you take uh, one of Ugly's going to start two tight ends and then three backs. That creates the full house T or the wing T. Take one of those tight ends and split them out wide, and then take the full back, which would be in the middle. Of the two outside backs put them over top the ends yes and that's that's what their offense, offense look like, right so you spread out a little bit get guys moving in motion you'll see guys one of those wing backs go left and right on almost every play one way or the other and uh, so you'll run a similar style offense just those backs are the biggest thing is they move them behind the tackle behind the other tight end whichever side that tight end is on and they will have one wide receiver split out almost at all times and again just trying to, s- to do a similar version of the T, but spacing people out and they will try to attack your defensive ends where the ugly bearcats in the T will attack the middle of most defenses or go between the guard and the tackle almost predominantly up the middle of the field
1: deep bag for the ugly bearcats in the kick would be number 27 mark Heilig and evan peruski they stand at their own four yard line at the current moment Clark Ramsey, Dave Vanson, Doug Cole, Dan Banky, and Ed Klump with your call today from Mount Morris, Michigan for the state semifinals. It is cold, it is blustery, but thankfully we are inside with a little bit of heat in here, and we are one of the two fortunate uh, entities inside. Our friends from elsewhere, they're outside, Thumbtail Gator included, as well as a station from West Branch and one out of Fort Huron. Kicking things off for the Beale City Aggies is also the quarterback, also defensive end. That would be number four, Hunter Miles. He's the kicker, and he is left-footed, mind you. And deep back, actually right-footed today, and it bounces at the 18-yard line and comes down to the 9-yard line, and Evan Peruski scoops it up after a slight delay, cuts right up the middle of the field, and gets out to the 23, maybe the 24-yard line, tackle made by Caden Strauss. Also plays left guard for the Beale City offense. First and 10, right-to-left across the radio for the ugly Bearcats.
2: There's so many different things, little things to expect today, so when they kick off, it's not like Brett Mueller who... With the right wind and the right scenario, he could simply boom it into the end zone and completely eliminate a chance for a return. This kick was low, but it landed and it flew all the way back, but it bounced in front of Evan Peruski. And when it does that, it bounces differently on the turf. So it took a little weird hop. He's able to corral it, but not great field position for the Bearcats to start the afternoon.
1: 11:34 left in the first quarter. 0-0 Ubley with their first play of offense here. handoff to Logan Mueller right away. He tries to go left gap, and he gets out for a hard-fought yard out to the 25-yard line tackle made by Kaden Smith, safety. Up to make that stop for the Beale City Aggies. Second down, nine to go from the 25. Yeah,
2: so they, they attack with Logan Mueller. Uh, they attack the left side, and they run into a couple of big bodies up there. You see Peyton Sellers, just a sophomore, 72-0 and Kovacs is in there. I mentioned them. They may have not made the tackle, but they did not allow a gap to be opened and when logan mueller attacks that hole he's happy to get one second down nine for the bearcats
1: straight to you from the 25 right to left across radio quick handoff to mark Heilich and the beale city on defense stops him after just a yard gain that would be middle linebacker josh wilson six foot 205 pounds sophomore for this aggie squad sets up a third down and eight tough sledding so far for the bearcats
2: well and it's a great job by josh wilson i think you're going to hear his name a lot he attacks the middle and when Mark Heilig goes up the middle that's Wilson's job to fill that gap the defensive line doesn't budge they don't flinch and when Josh Wilson flies through the gap Mark Heilig has no chance gain of one for Ubley third down and long third down and long going for it or from a third and eight from the
1: 25 yard line quarterback keeper Evan Prusker on the left side tries to get out with one tackle and he is brought down at the line of scrimmage by Hunter Miles defensive end The other quarterback on the squad that's going to be no gain in the play. Actually, you're going to mark him down at the 26-yard line, so a gain of none. Third down and eight. They're going to have fun this one away.
2: It's not too often the Beverly Bearcats go three and out, but this was a pretty impressive start for Beale City uh, up front. That front four, as I mentioned already, They withstood the test of the base offensive, Ubley. They went right after him. Beale City doesn't budge in a couple short gains, and now Ubley's got to punt it away.
1: The punter, Mark Heilig, good punt. It's a crosswind today. Bounces at the 41 and takes a big Ugly bounce inside the 35 and finally comes to rest at the 32-yard line for the Bearcats and putting Beal City's offense on the field for the first time today. A 42-yard punt for Mark Heilig and the Bearcats. Beal City's offense coming on the field.
2: A couple of interesting things. You don't normally see your quarterback play defensive end on defense, but that's where Hunter Miles plays and he does a pretty good job on that play. What get, What he gives them isn't the size, it isn't the strength, it's the quickness that you like from a defensive end. He's good with his hands and on that time he's able to swat away that tackle that's blocking him and then race to the outside and he's got the quickness to track down Evan Peruski and that forced a punt and are setting the tone for this game Bearcats go three and out they're gonna ask their defense to try to do the same
1: man in motion that is Jamison Latham gets the handoff on the jet sweep and Ubley's there to stop him for no gain in the play they're actually going to say forward progress has him out to the 33-yard line tackle made by Evan Peruski stopping Jameson Latham the wingback, six foot, 175-pound sophomore, Pile drove him down to the ground. Gain of yards, second and nine.
2: Pile drive, but completely legal. Evan Peruski is going to be asked to do a lot more out of that defensive uh, back sit- this place that he's at. Again, they, you see Latham lines up on the right, comes across the formation. They hand it off to him, so it's an end around to the left. And Evan Peruski comes all the way up from that safety position, reading the play. He comes up and puts a good hit on him, right past the line of scrimmage. Short game for Beale City.
1: Second and nine from the 33. About nine minutes left here in the first quarter. Back to pass. Miles Hunter rolling to his right. Throwing downfield. This one is underthrown. Hunter Miles, excuse me. As pass was intended for Carter Fussman, the wide receiver, six foot, 180 180-pound junior, at the 38-yard line would have been short of the
2: first down anyway. Sets me third down and nine. I find it interesting, though, that That run play did not work, and Beale City already calling play action. I don't know if that was planned or if they were not happy with that first down play, but this is a quarterback that's a 50-50 completion, incompletion type guy. It's 50-50, and you can see why. He rolls out to his right, the throwing side. He's got an open receiver. That is a 10-yard route. He plants his foot and curls back to the quarterback. That was completely short-arm, underthrown, and now Ubley defense doing their job, forcing a third and long for Beale City. Hunter Miles
1: in the shotgun, a little bit of a low snap, but he gets it and he throws it downfield. It is caught at the 43 when the 42-yard line was the line to gain. A gain of 10 when they needed 9. Move the chains, a conversion on third down.
2: A familiar name there for the Ubley Bearcats. That's Wade Wilson on the completion. He gets to that first down marker, settles down, and number 22 is late to come over. That's Kyle Sweeney and a much better throw this time from hunter miles right on the number you see it's a little low but wade wilson's able to catch it go right to the ground and gets just enough for the the first first down of the evening for either team
1: that's the afternoon day afternoon today. Wow. afternoon
2: yeah all right yeah. that's that's my one for the day there I you hope. go first and 10 for the
1: beale city he's 8 17 left here in the first quarter Two receivers wide to the left, now man in motion. It's a handoff to Kate Block coming around red gap, and he's going to be chewed up at the 47-yard line as Matt Brandle was there to meet him with intensity, but not until after a five-yard gain, a second and five from the
2: 48-yard line. I like it. Those are the type of plays that sets our greater thumb teams up for these different teams now Beale City they enjoy the contact they enjoy the physicality Breckenridge last week they didn't like it they didn't handle it. and Matt Brandle right there absolutely hammers the running back no yards after contact it was a good run play for Beale City they get five but Matt Brandle made him pay for it every yard he got
1: first in or excuse me second and five from the 48 yard line of Beale City marching left right across your radio still in their own territory receiver wide each one way And man in motion, that's Jameson Latham. It's going to be handoff to Key Block. Up the middle, has room to run, has the first down inside Ubley territory. And finally brought down to the 42-yard line, brought down by Matt Brandl once again. That is a gain of about 10
2: yards of that one. Good run, but they they got between the defensive tackles on that play. That's that fullback. There's one running back. They call him a fullback. He goes straight ahead. Their playmaking wingbacks are their speed guys, and they showed it on first down, the very first play of the game for them. Ever since then, they've they've used that as play action and run action. That time, just back to back straight handoffs to their running back. Block. He goes straight ahead and is rewarded with them with another first down.
1: Hundred miles under center, man in motion. Wade Wilson to the near sideline. So sweep out to him a pitch, and he's trying to come to that near sideline. to trying the seam, and he gets out to about the 40-yard line for a three-yard gain forced out of bounds by Mark Heilig out of the secondary and they mark him down at the 40-yard line Second down seven to go from Ubley's 40.
2: Most of the time they telegraph where the play's going The running back is gonna try to go straight ahead similar to Mark Heilig's position when Ubley runs the ball Most of the time the wing backs go right behind the quarterback so they can snap it quick hand it off You get that jet sweep style handoff this time number three is Wade Wilson He goes in motion, but goes all the way behind the running back. So it is a sweep about eight yards behind the line of scrimmage. He's got to run a long ways just to get a three-yard gain. Liked how the Ugly linebackers rotated over, forced him out of bounds, and only allowed a three-yard gain.
1: Second and seven from the 40. Pass or handoff to number 19, that's Caden Smith, and he's going to be upended after about a five-yard, four-yard gain down to the 36-yard line. Stopped by Chris Oswald, defensive end. Six foot, 185-pound junior for the Bearcats. Third down and three to go from the Ubley 36.
2: Good job by Ubley. Rotating to the football. 51 is Caden Strauss for Beale City. He goes out and sets the key block, and that allows the running back to run into that guy, and then pull it right up the middle. He cuts up the middle, and that's where uh, Ubley makes that tackle, doesn't allow that cut to turn into a big gain. just a gain of three, but the Ubley Bearcats hanging tough here on defense.
1: Third down, three to go from the Ubley 36. 6-13 6-13 remaining in the first quarter, 0-0. Beals City hands it off to Cade Block. in B- Bad Axe, not Bad Axe, Ubley is there to stop him, just like they did in that Bad Axe game. A gain of a yard, third down and two. Uh, third down and three becomes a fourth down and two. Tackle made by Aiden McGovia.
2: I knew you were going with that. That is a run play right up the middle that has burned him on this series. That defense responds with no gain. They fill up the gap. Line of scrimmage do not allow Block to attack the middle, which he has done a couple times on this series. Great job by them, because now instead of fourth down and one or a fresh set of downs, it's a long two, maybe three yards for Beale City and an opportunity for this Ubley defense to get off the field.
1: Fourth and two, Beale City going for it from the Ubley 35-yard line. They're one of those teams that length of three yards and a cloud of dust, and this is what they're going to try here as they hand off to 19 and he gets it. Caden Smith has the first down and forced out of bounds at the 26-yard line by Evan Bruski. It was a bit of a hesitation and a reverse to the far sideline. Converts on fourth down. Move the chains.
2: Their base offense is that fullback or running back dive right up the middle, and then these jet sweeps where they're handoffs to their wingbacks, and that's been their guy. has been 19, Caden Smith. They really like him as a sophomore, and he comes from right to left uh, from the near side to the far side of the field, and they hand it off to him, and that hesitation that Clark referred to was, he attempted to cut it up the middle. Ubbly had that lane stuffed, and he uses his speed and uses the, that long side of the field, the sideline, and angles his way to get enough for a first down, and a crucial one at that for Beale City.
1: Receiver wide each way. Miles in the shotgun. Stained in the pocket. Throwing downfield quickly. And this one's in and out of the hands. And it's intercepted by Kyle Sweeney at the 5-yard line. It was tipped into the air. Two white jerseys were there on a very last second effort. Kyle Sweeney brings it in. The first turnover goes in favor of the ugly Bearcats at their own 5-yard line. Ubley back in offense. A 0-0 ball game.
2: And that is the break that this ugly defense needed. They, they forced the Aggies into double coverage. Caden Smith was the intended receiver, number 19. But the ugly Bearcats have two deep safeties, and he was open for a second. But Hunter Miles doesn't attempt a lot of passes. To be quite frank, he's not the best at it. And by the time he located Caden Smith, he threw it over the field. It was a little bit overthrown. And those deep safeties, Evan Peruski is able to tip the ball down. And who's there but Kyle Sweeney to catch the deflection and force a big turnover.
1: Mark Hiley gets the handoff. Actually, actually it's Evan Peruski on the fake on the keeper out to the nine-yard line. Gets out for four yards, second in six upcoming. Tackle made by the front line of the Beale City Yankees.
2: And that means that they did their job, executed their fakes. If they can fool us, they can fool the defense. And Evan Peruski has to keep it for himself and fight for those four yards. A better job this time around. They gained two yards on three plays in the first series. They already get four on their first play of this second drive of the game.
1: This drive started at their own five. They're now at their own nine-yard line. Gain of actually three on the play. They started at the seven, seven, six-yard line for this drive. Evan Bruski surveying the defense. Wing tee to the right. Two men in the backfield. Wing back to the right. That'd be Logan Mueller. It's a handoff to Colin Bruski's out for the run. He lowers the shoulder at the 15-yard line. Going to be shy of that first down marker by about a yard. And they're singling first down. Move the chains as Carter Fussman could not bring him down in time. And they're saying, yep, move the chains. There they go. First and ten for the LB Bearcats first time today.
2: Yeah, they, they, they marked first down right away and then kind of looked like they wanted to take it back, didn't little they? Bit, but uh, bit. I think they got it right. A very physical run by Colin O'Berski. He gets right to that first down marker, farts for that extra half a yard, give him seven, and the first first down of the game for the Bearcats.
0: Evan
1: Peruski hands off to Logan Mueller, is out and has a little bit of room to run, and now they're getting those gains and chunks again out to the 23 yard line, actually the 24 and through 23 and a half yard line. Tackle bad made by by Kaden Smith for the Beale City Yankees second down three to go and that's where
2: this veteran coaching staff uh, coach Sweeney has a lot of very high-end guys observing from the booth you get coach Dave Kaufman you get coach Bill Sweeney all these guys helping the LB Bearcats are not the biggest team in the world and they make adjustments quickly and it's not moving those defensive linemen it's just getting them off their spot and allow these running backs to take advantage of the hole
1: Handoff to Mark Heil. goes right up the gut. He gets very close to the first down marker. Tackle made by Wade Wilson, outside linebacker, 5'11", 200-pound senior. And they're singling first down. Move the chains for the Ubley Bearcats. Second time today.
2: Yeah, he needed a long one, and that's exactly what he got no more. So a tough, hard-earned first down, but that's what this Bearcat offense does. Grind out these drives, utilize every down if possible, and another first down for Ubley.
1: First and ten for the Ubbly Bearcats moving right to left cross your radio. 2.40 left in the first quarter. 0-0 between the Beals City Aggies and the Ubbly Bearcats. It's a handoff to Logan Mueller. Tries to go push his way forward and forward progress is going to be stopped out through the 29-yard line for a three-yard gain. Stop made by Carter Fussman as there was three blue jerseys there. Making that stop. Second down and seven.
2: Logan Mueller attacks the right side of the field multiple blue jerseys there but logan mueller and that offensive line sets up that three yard gain before any contact there's no contact after the three yards but job well done they get three on first down
1: second and seven from the 29 yard line this drive set up by an interception of the five yard line by cal sweeney for the lb defense going for the hard count it's a handoff to logan mueller gets out of his first tackle and gets all the way across the 35 and finally down to the 36. this is going to be very close to that first down marker tackle made by Cade block move the chains for the ugly bearcats
2: once again a little flinch by the bear by the abil city defense that's matt oswald number eight he's a senior you could tell it feel like he was leaning into it like he knew where that play was going but Logan Mueller hit at the line of scrimmage but stumbles his way all the way at the first down marker and he gets it another first down for Ubley.
1: From the 36 yard line the first and 10 for the Ubley Bearcats handoff to Logan Mueller right up the middle and he's upended by Wade Wilson outside linebacker just after a two yard gain out to the 38 yard
2: line second down eight to go. Ubley Bearcats again Three yards in a cloud of dust, that's what they're looking for. They only get two on that play because of a great tackle by Wade Wilson playing that hybrid outside linebacker position. He fills that gap, steps up, and takes out Logan Mueller for a gain of two.
1: Second down, eight to go from the 38. Wing tee to the left to the side, splitting the hash marks, Evan Brusky under center. Handoff to Mark Hiley, gets across the 40 out to the 41 yard line. That will be a gain of three on the play. Tackle made by Benjamin Strauss, a junior on the defense for Beale City. Third down, five to go.
2: Beale City answers the call. You see Ubley, that's how they change their formation up. They take, usually Colin Oberski, put him on the end, overload one side, but they like to go to the weak side then. They, they try to get the defense to lean over to Oberski's side, utilize him as a lead blocker slash fullback, and then run opposite them. But the uh, discipline of that far side for the Aggies was able to stop it for a short game.
1: Play action rolling to his right, wide open is Matt Brandle at the 40. It's brought in It is caught. T- Ubley moves the chains on third and five into Beale City territory. And finally, brought down to the 39-38 yard line, and we actually have a down player for Beale City. That is number one, Cade Block, their leading rusher for the Beale City Aggies. He's still down on the far sideline. Play
2: action works to a tee. Uh, the Beale City Aggies didn't believe that they would go play action in this situation. I'm not sure why, but when they go play action, it's a bootleg. He was wide open. As you see, Matt Brandl slide right out, down that right hash on the far side, and then lean towards the sideline. And I thought Cade Block recovered nicely, got his hand in there, but Matt Brandle too strong, gets that football tucked in. And and I think Cade Block, when he was reaching out, retreating, got his arm in there. And I think when they went to the ground, I I think an arm or a shoulder uh, fell awkwardly trying to rip that ball out to this hard turf. I I know when I was walking out there, this turf was not as cushy as you think it might be. And uh, that would be what I think happened here as he's walking to the sideline now.
1: As he's walking off gingerly, now starting to jog off. That'd be Cade Block, their leading rusher, holding his right arm for the Beale City Yankees. Cade Black, 146 carries, 1,100 yards, nearly 1,200 yards, and 25 scores on the season before. Before today,
2: like I said, I think when he reached in to, to try to strip that ball out, I think he fell on that arm, and that's what they're they're looking at right now.
1: First and ten from the 38. Handoff to Kalen Burkski. Blowers the shoulder. tries to get out his first tackle, and on the second effort, gets back to the original line of scrimmage. Finally stopped by Wade Wilson for the Beale City Yankees. outside linebacker. No gain of play. Second down and ten.
2: 53. Bennett Guild does a nice job of blowing that play up. Colin Oberski runs him over, knocks him right to the ground. But give Beale City credit, they had multiple defenders to come swarming to the football. It makes that tackle for a short gain on the play, and that'll bring us to the end of the first quarter.
1: We've reached the end of the first quarter with a 0 0 ball game. We had two strong defenses today, and it's showing so far. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network being powered by Anger Valley Services. We've reached the end of the first quarter with a no-score nope game, and Evan Peruski on the keeper breaks out, was nearly broken out of his second tackle as well. Trapped up by number five. That would be Jack Fussman for the Beale City defense. A 10-yard gain for Evan Peruski moves the chains. First and 10 for the Beale City 28.
2: And nobody does this play better than Evan Peruski. They, they overload the right side. He fakes the handoff to the running back to the right, and then he pivots right back to the left, the weak side. And there's nobody there. He escapes between the guard and the tackle, and he gets up the field. And if number five doesn't grab the shoelaces, I think Evan Bruski scores. But instead, he stumbles down and gets a but he gets a big play at ten or twelve yards and a first down.
1: First and ten from the 28 of Beale City handoff to Cal Nibersky. He moves the pile forward, forward progress all the way down to the 25 and just because of was hard pounding legs he gets out for that nothing more tackle made by wade wilson outside linebacker for beale city 11 18 left in the first half zero zero ball game ugly on offense for the second time
2: and that's what they're asking uh, out of colin oberski they don't need the 50 yard touchdown run even though they take it but when that play gets bottled up keep driving keep pushing that pile ahead and that's exactly what he does is he gets a, a yard maybe two on that play
1: Second down, seven to go from the 25 of Beale City. This drive set up by an interception. Evan Bruski play action, rolling to his left. Looking downfield, throws this one. He's just going to throw this one out of bounds at the 15-yard line. And had an intended receiver Kyle Sweeney nearby so no flag stops the clock with 10:50 left in the second quarter third down seven from the Beale City 25. Well that time Caden Smith uh, doesn't get burned
2: on the play they go play action that's exactly the play where they hit Matt Brandel but because they ran it to the far side of the field Kyle Sweeney is the uh, intended receiver that they're hoping slips into the secondary unseen and Caden Smith's got him covered and uh, even though he's just a sophomore i'm gonna call him a veteran quarterback rolls out has nowhere to go Beale city runs him to the sideline he throws it out of bounds safely and now third down and uh, a long seven to go ever
1: under center third and seven rolling to his left looking down throws to his right cal sweeney has it is brought in at the 19 yard line he's gonna be shy of that first down marker by a yard as the throw was thrown behind him and thank goodness that Cal Sweeney was actually able to bring that in himself alone let alone get the game like he did fourth and a yard to go
2: All right, so they, they basically show you the same look they show the same run action they roll out to the far side but this time it looks like a designed run a bootleg the quarterback is evan peruski he stops and looks back it's an old throwback to the weak side tight end and it's a, like i said clark a little behind him a little low And if uh, Sweeney doesn't go down and get it, it falls incomplete. If it's a great throw, he might take that in rhythm and score. Beale City completely confused. However, it brings up fourth down and one.
1: Timeout called by LB1012 remaining in the first half. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. Fourth and a yard to go for the Obley Bearcats calling their first timeout. They're at the Beale City 19-yard line. They need to get to the 18-yard line. Working off the right side of your radio on the right hash. Left right across your radio. Obley nearly broke the huddle. Now they come out. And a new man in the backfield would be number 79, Cannon Peruski. Plays linebacker. Typically, he's a wingback to the right side. Evan Peruski under center. Oberski and Heilig in the backfield. Hand-off to Oberski. Breaks free. He has the first down and is finally brought down at the 17-yard line. Tackle made by Wade Wilson for the Beale City Aggies, but not until two yards after the first down stick. Move the chains. A fourth down conversion. The sixth first down on this drive alone.
2: You can clearly see the size difference when you bring in Candon Peruski versus Logan Mueller or Matt Brandle, who typically plays in that spot. They bring in Candon Peruski, put him off that side, but they still run right up the middle. But that forces Beale City to slide over to favor that overloaded side, but... Oberski goes right through the middle of the defense and gets what he needs for that first down.
1: Winged to the right, and it's a keeper for Evan. Oberski breaks out his first tackle, and a second effort falls backwards forward. If that makes sense, down to the eight-yard line. Tackle made by Cade Block as well as Wade Wilson after a three-yard gain, second down and seven.
2: Beal City recovered nicely because the last time Ubley ran that play, you knew they would run it again. That quick pivot back to the right, gets through the middle, but he runs into Aiden Makowiak who's trying to set a block and create a hole that slowed Evan Peruski's momentum down just a bit, but Makowiak did a good enough job of blocking. It allowed Peruski to eventually get through that small hole and get a couple yards on first down.
1: Second and a short seven. Wing T to the right again. It's going to be handoff to Mark Heilig up the middle, and there's about five blue jerseys led by Hunter Miles. Defensive end for the Beale City Aggies, stopping him for no gain in the play. That's a third down and seven now from the... 13-and-a-half-yard line of Beale City.
2: A little different story than last week. You're seeing a much more disciplined team maintaining gap presence. You're seeing multiple defenders in. Most of the time, you could pick three or four numbers who's in on the tackle because Benjamin Strauss was right there. You give him credit for standing in that hole and not allowing anywhere for Mark Heilig to go, and then that allows the other defender to come in and make the tackle right at the line of scrimmage. No gain for Ubley, third down and seven, with eight and a half to go in the first half.
1: Beale City joined with just a four-man front, and everyone else crowding the box. Third and seven from the 13, back to pass, rolling to his left. Evan Peruski throws downfield into the end zone, and this one's batted down at the goal line. Intended for Kyle Sweeney, batted down by Caden Smith. Safety for the Beale City Aggies, good coverage there for the Aggies now it's fourth and seven dave do you roll out the the field goal unit or do you go for it here
2: oh, this is definitely a feel scenario if, if it was less than it was five or less i would feel a lot better about my offense going for it but uh this is a scenario where we figured brett mueller would have an opportunity to put the bearcats on the field i would not be shocked if that's the direction he goes
1: it looks like we very well may be getting a timeout called by the ugly bearcats Oh, we actually have a flag down at the 8-yard line. Ineligible receiver downfield, the penalty is declined. So, the Ubley Bearcats, looks like they brought, yeah, Evan Perusky is the long snapper. They're bringing out the field goal unit here. Line of scrimmage at the 14-yard line. This is a 31-yard kick. Excuse me, a 30-yard kick for the Ubley Bearcats and Brett Mueller, number 80. Number ninety, excuse me. The kick is up, and it is has the distance. Does it have the accuracy? No, it is wide, wide right, barely. That would have been good from 40 or maybe 45 yards. But Ugly comes up empty-handed. No points on the board. They march all the way down the field and come up empty-handed.
2: Well, the ball is set at just inside the right hash, and I don't think he missed it. I think he hit it straight. I think he was expecting the wind to push it back into the middle, he kicked it right over the right upright, and that's where that ball stayed. When you hit it so true, sometimes they penetrate the wind. He was playing this strong wind that we have out there, it didn't at all. So again, a good kick, just hit it so pure that it stayed out to the right, big-time break for Beale City. I really thought Ubley was going to be on the have the first lead of the day with a 3-0 lead. Instead, we stay tied at 0-0. Beale City takes over with 8-17 to go in the second quarter.
1: From their own 20-yard line, Beale City with just their fourth play of offense here this afternoon. Excuse me, 11th play. It's a handoff to number 6, Jameson Latham. Breaks out his first tackle. He has the first down and is finally spun down to the 35 yard line after a 15 yard gain by Matt Brandl on the near sideline here. Probably nearly had him swallowed up after an 8 yard gain and gets out of that one. Gets another 7. First and 10 from the 35.
2: And Mark Heilig over here, the defensive back does a good job. He gets off of the blocking wide receiver, takes away the edge and almost has James Jameson Latham in the backfield. He's able to retreat and go back to the middle of the field and there's nobody there. Uh, the the Linebackers don't rotate over like we saw in the first, most of the first half. And Matt Brandle's the last guy left. He comes up and makes a really great open field tackle. But it's one of the bigger plays of the evening, for, or of afternoon for Beale City.
1: There you go. That's number two for you today, <laughs> yeah, Dave. Uh, first and ten from the 35 for Beale City. Handoff to Kate Block back out there. Breaks out one tackle. He has the first down, and he's dragging Kyle Sweeney all the way across midfield to the ugly 49-yard line. A huge run for Cade Block from the 35, a 16-yard run for the senior. First and 10 for Beale City in Upley territory.
2: Nice run. That's Cade Block. He's the only running back in the backfield, and he makes a nice jump cut right at the line of scrimmage. And when he gets, he's on that left hash. When he gets outside of that and gets an open space, he gets upfield rather quickly, and the secondary eventually brings him down. But back-to-back big plays here now for Beale City, but this is the time where Ubley makes an on-the-fly adjustment, and let's see if they can slow him down here and make him earn this uh, this next play.
1: Cargo Pressman wide to the left as a receiver, double wing offense, Miles Hunter, Hunter Miles, excuse me, under center quarterback keeper for Miles, trying to find a seam, he does, and he's breaking free, down to the 30, it's a foot race with Evan Persky. and he forces him out of bounds at about the 10 yard line, Hunter Miles with a huge run, from the 49-yard line all the way down to the ugly 9, a 40-yard scamper on the quarterback keeper.
2: Uh, that's a play we see very often, and if you're an ugly Bearcat fan, which I hope you all are today, that is a play that Evan Peruski runs every single game where it's there is nobody in the backfield it's all wing backs and wide receivers and he fakes a pitch and keeps it spins all the way around just like evan peruski would all the way to the outside of the field and there's a lot of blockers and not a lot of defenders hopefully gets caught thinking it's a run the other way or a jet sweep the quarterback fools him. Hunter Miles makes him pay. Is now their first and goal for Beale City.
1: From the nine-yard line, Hunter Miles hands it off to Cade Block. He's down. He's going to be hit at a wall at the one-yard line. He's in. Touchdown, Beale City. Cade Block from nine yards out makes it count. The Beale City Aggies strike and draw first blood. It is now 6-0. Beale City over the LB Bearcats with 6.52 left in the second quarter.
2: Pretty impressive series there for Beale City. They get a break on the missed field goal, and they take complete advantage of it. They mix a a different play every single time. They get the jet sweep to work. They get a couple nice runs out of Cade Block, but the dagger, Hunter Miles on that quarterback bootleg to the far side of the field with a ton of lead blockers. And speaking of Hunter Miles, he's going to try to line up the extra point.
1: Hunter Miles, your kicker, long snapper Grant Lawrence, and your holder is Caden Smith, number 19. Good snap, actually bad snap, and he has to throw it. He's going to be knocked down, and it's going to be two-point conversion. Now fails as Ubley gets into the backfield, brings down Wade Wilson back at the 15-yard line. Two-point conversion fails It's 6-0. Beale City leading, leading the Ubley Bearcats, 6 left in the second quarter. It's 6 0. Beale City leading the Ubbly Bearcats. 6.52 left in the second quarter. Beale City marches 80 yards down the field in just four plays. Capped off with a nine yard run from Cade Black. The PAT was failed on a bad snap, 6-0, Beale City over Ubley.
2: And if you're Ubley, this is going to happen. This is the state semifinals. Beale City is a very good football team, but they missed the extra point. That might be their advantage here on this drive.
1: Mark Hyland gets it into the 13-yard line. He gets all the way out to the 33-yard line for a 20-yard return, tackled by Hunter Miles, the kicker. And we have a flag at the 28-yard line as well from the side judge here. On this seven-man crew today.
2: Yeah, it might have been from the back, Judge Clark, hold. which is not good because it's it's, it's a the, hold. Yeah, at the back of Ubbly. so you're absolutely right, it's gonna be a hold. And a scenario that we are just not used to, the Ubly Bearcats are gonna have a very long field ahead of them on this series.
1: So if it's from the spot of the foul, it's ten yards from the twenty-eight yard line. This will push them to the eighteen yard line. And first down, Ubbly Bearcats trailing six nothing. 647 left in the first half. Beale City by one score. Ubley's drive that had that ended up in a missed field goal. Eight minutes and thirty-six seconds. 18 plays, six first downs, one for three on third, one for two on fourth.
2: This first half is still theirs for the taking. There's six forty-seven left to go in the half. They put together another long drive and put some points on the board going into half. I like I still like their odds here.
1: It's a handoff to Mark Heilig, gets across the 20 out to maybe the 21-yard line tackle made by Matt Oswald, defensive tackle for the Beale City Aggies, a gain of two, second down and eight.
2: Straight up the middle for Mark Heilig, and it's been tough sledding for all of these Bearcat running backs. This Beale City front four, they like having multiple linebackers in there, and they are staying disciplined and filling the gaps, making this a very tough task for the Bearcats, and you've seen them go uh, to the power wing, putting different lead backs out on the wing, just try to split him up a little bit.
1: Evan Bruski on the keeper around the left side trying to cut upfield. He does and he's finally brought down, but not until after just a three-yard gain to track down by Caden Smith for the Beale City Aggies. They're going to give him a gain of three on the play, third down and five from their own 24-yard
2: line. And it's a great play and normally it beats a lot of teams but Beale City's got two guys out there one at the line of scrimmage and one about 10 yards deep rotating over to the football when they pick up on it and Evan Prusky a a phenomenal athlete for the area obviously makes the first guy miss and that sets up a three or a four yard gain cleaned up by the defensive back which was Caden Smith in this play but that's what it's going to take for Ubley is grind out these drives you're going to have to make a couple guys miss sometimes to get that goal of three or four yards
1: Evan Prusky on the paper he has a con in front of him cuts up at the 30 and he's brought down to the 32 maybe even the 33 by Cade Block but it's not until after the first down Marker moved the chains after a nine-yard pickup for Evan Peruski
2: that's a great play call by coach Sweeney because they go quarterback keeper to the far side which would be the furthest away from us here in the booth and then they run it again to the near side back-to-back plays something is that Ubley does quite often, but not with their quarterback. They typically don't run it with him, but that is a scenario where they're comfortable doing deep into these playoff run, and it works really well. Beale City does not expect it, and of course, all those lead blockers, Evan Peruski follows them up for a first down.
1: Wings T to the left this time. A quarterback keeper for Peruski to the far sideline. And he's going to be brought down from behind. And that's to be a loss of two yards on the play. Lead the charge, Josh Wilson, middle linebacker, as well as Wade Wilson, outside linebacker. Brings him down for a two-yard loss. Second down and 12 from the 31.
2: Three straight quarterback bootlegs for Evan Peruski. The second one, he was very patient. There was a large convoy. He was waiting for those guys to make contact with the defenders. So he knew which way to bounce off of them. He does the same thing. He's got a nice Convoy in front of him on this third straight run But he's tracked down from behind While waiting to decide what hole to go through And that's Wade Wilson Somebody who uh, tends to do a lot of jet sweeps himself Understands what that scenario is And he's able to track Peruski down from behind For a loss of two
1: Wing T to the left is a handoff to Mark Heilig And he somehow spurts out of that tackle Across the 35 and down at the 36 yard line For a gain of three on the play Actually a gain of five on the play and he, he almost was not tripped up, and he would have been gone after that, though. A third down and seven instead from the 36-yard line. About four minutes left in here in the first half.
2: But that gap on the line of scrimmage is just not very big. And like I said, Mark Heilig's almost got to squeeze through there and he's tripped up. But there was a lot of running room, you're no doubt about it. But he was tripped up, dives ahead, gets all he could, and now third down and seven for Ubley.
1: It's a handoff to Mark Heilig, or get back to pass actually, throwing downfield. And he's open, brought in by Colin Obersky in Beale City territory and forced out of bounds at about the 41-yard line by Cade Block. Move the chains, another third down conversion from the 36 of Ubley into Beale City territory.
2: A 22-yard
1: catch. For
2: Kalabruski, Beale City bid on the play action. They, they, as well as we did up here, thought Mark Heilig had the carry. They didn't. Evan Peruski pulls it back, rolls to his left. Remind you, left-handed quarterback. That's what you want, and. Colin Oberski slips out of the backfield, up the sideline, and is able to make a nice catch.
1: Evan Bruski on the keeper this time. We know it for sure. He breaks out one tackle, breaks out two tackles, breaks out of three tackles, down to the 20, to the 15, and finally brought down to the 10-yard line. Evan Bruski from the 42 down to the 10. Tackle made by Carter Fussman out of the secondary. A 32-yard scamper for Evan Bruski. First and goal to go from the 9-yard line.
2: 43 yards. And letting your playmaker make plays in space. He keeps it to himself. They've done it three or four times now on this drive alone and after the play-action pass Beale City has to respect that so they see him roll out they have to think about where that receiver is and when they do Peruski cuts it up the sideline as Clark mentioned makes two Beale City arm tacklers miss and that's key on that play and that's going to be key the rest of the afternoon and he tight walks that sideline gets well inside the 10 and first and goal probably
1: from the 8 yard line after a 34 yard run for Evan Peruski Number 27, Mark Hiley jumps over one tackler, gets down to the goal line, and he's brought down at the one-yard line. A seven-yard gain, tackle made by Matt Oswald, number eight defensive tackle for the Beale City defense at the half yard line for the Beal for the ugly Bearcats knocking on the door trying to tie this ball game up it's six nothing Beale City at the moment three minutes left here in the first half
2: Beale City had him right at the line of scrimmage but Mark Heilig a very physical back for how fast he can be he's able to stumble through that and stumble is the right word it goes all the way down to the end zone line thought maybe he got in but stood up right at the goal line on that straight-ahead fullback dive, and now second and goal from the half-yard line.
1: Wing T to the left, Evan Bruski in her center, handoff to Mark Heilig on a second ever, gets in, touchdown, Ubley! Mark Heilig puts the Bearcats on the board with 2.36 left in the second quarter. We are tied at six apiece between the Beale City Yankees and the Ubley
2: Bearcats. A PAT on the way from Brett Mueller. Well, a great response, great drive by the Bearcats, not fooled. I don't know if they've been behind all year, so to see the other team score first. Doesn't jolt them at all. They take the ensuing drive and go right down the field. Led by their star quarterback, Evan Peruski makes a big run and a finish drive finished off with a Mark Heilig one-yard run.
1: The PAT is up. The PAT is good. The ugly Bearcats are in the lead by one point seven to six. 236 left in the first half. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. <laughs> Just like that, just like that, the ugly Bearcats respond with a 72-yard drive, nine plays, three first downs, two for two on third downs, capped off with a Mark Hiley one-yard run. Of course, that was set up with a 34-yard run from Evan Bruski. got him, got a first and goal from the eight, and it was all academic from there. 7-6 to six after Brett Mueller made PAT. The Ugly Bearcats now leading the first time Beale City has trailed since September 3rd when they played McBain, the last time they trailed. And this kick goes into the end zone for a touchback from Brett Mueller energy and momentum has swung to the ugly Bearcats side less than three minutes of play here in the first half and ugly coming up looking for another stop
2: and that's what historically the ugly Bearcats have done probably as good as anyone maybe better is the adversity they, they don't mind being behind they don't mind being ahead they love the game they compete on every single play it doesn't matter the score and it doesn't matter if it's a state semifinal game and Beale City takes the lead first they answer immediately uh, don't flinch at all after getting punched at first go right down the field even after a holding penalty and special teams they go all the way down the field punching it in with a Mark Heilig one yard run and Brett Mueller gives him the lead with the extra point but two and a half minutes to go we'll see how aggressive Beale City is on this defense to try to retake the lead themselves
1: 236 from their own 20-yard line it's gonna be a handoff on a jet sweep to number three that's Wade Wilson and flag flies this one's gonna come back as he's finally tripped up by Evan Bruski all the way out to the 41 yard line and this is going to be a hold against the Beale City Aggies. And oddly enough, Dave, I've watched about nine of Beale City's games this year. Every time Wade Wilson has a jet sweep run like that, I bet you nine times out of ten, there's a hold on a Wade Wilson jet sweep. All
2: oh, those defensive backs. Uh, Have gonna have their hands full trying to cut that down But on that play they do not get away with it that wide receiver those wide receivers They put out there can get very handsy and they can get outside the numbers trying to contain guys like Kyle Sweeney guys like Mark Heilig who are excellent open field tacklers They get called on that one It's gonna cost them 10 yards and even more if you consider how big of a play that was
1: the penalty puts them back to the 13-yard line First and about 17 to go for the Beale City Aggies. 227 and counting here in the first half. Seven to six. Ugly leading the Beale City Aggies. Receiver wide to the right, that's Carter Fussman. Double wing offense. Cade Black's offset to the left, and it's a jet sweep to Jameson Latham. Has the lead blacker. Cal Sweeney trying to track him down. He does at the 19 yard line. Gets back nearly to the original line of scrimmage. Gain is six on that one. Second down, eleven to go for the Beale City Aggies.
2: Importantly enough, though, Ugly keeps them in bounds uh, so you don't want to give up six and seven yards of play but uh, for Beale City they, they're right next to the sideline when they get tackled I think a better play would have been to get out of bounds even if it cost you one of those yards but nonetheless uh, Ubley does the job now keeping it at a second long scenario
1: second and long second and 11 from the 19 yard line 2:14 left here in the first half it looks like we have a timeout call by Jim Becker and the Bearcats. They want to discuss things as they're trying to shore up the ship. They lead seven to six, two fourteen left in the first we half right here be on the W L W Sports Network. Seven to six Hubble leads Beale City. The other game, Ottawa Lake Whiteford leads Hudson 14-0. Man in motion, it's 100 miles, quarterback keeper around the right side, tries to cut up field and there's Ubley swarming him at the 23-yard line. Leading the way was Ubley's number 61 Logan Vollmering for the Bearcat defense. Sends me third down, seven to go from the Beale City, 23, less than two minutes to play in the first half. And
2: Beale City like a similar mindset to Ubley when they get a big play, they keep that play in their back pocket, it's right up there for them to call again. And 100 miles with that bootleg to the far side, the exact same way this time, led by Vollmering and company not so much of a big game third down and a good seven to go for beale city but they don't seem to be in a huge hurry here with a minute 35 to go and counting in the half
1: third down seven to go five seconds on the play clock 90 seconds remain man in motion it's jameson latham on the pitch in the sweep to the right side left side near sideline he has the first down turning those legs all the way down to the 36 yard line tackle made by aiden Makoviac for the ugly bearcats move the chains a conversion on third down stops the clock momentarily with a minute 18 remain in the first half
2: good strong run by beale city see ugly defenders rotating over but by the time they get over he's he's kind of got the first down and then they're they're grabbing him high they're not Fundamentally tackling low, taking them out and driving them back. They're arm tackling, hanging on to them. And uh, he's able to pull ahead for a couple extra yards as we roll under the one-minute mark. And Beale City's still in the huddle, not in any hurry.
1: Upley seven, Beale City six. Both scores coming back-to-back in what has been mostly a defensive game with a lot of big plays as well. And we have the third and final timeout called by Jim Becker and the Bearcats and nearly would have been a false start as well. At the same time, you're listening to WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anchor Valley Services. First and ten for the Beale City Aggies. Forty-seven seconds remain. Ugly without any timeouts now. Receiver wide each way, and it's going to be a handoff to actually back to pass. Latham throws downfield, and this one's going to be in and is intercepted by Evan Peruski at the 35-yard line. And it is ugly ball for the second interception today. And the far sideline judge, the head judge, said ugly ball, and now the officials are discussing it. And the ubly sideline is still energized. We are at a standstill. They they can't decide what to do. There it is, interception Upley. The Bearcats come up with turnover number two with 40 seconds remaining in the first half. We have a flag down at the 39 of Beale City, and he's picking that one up. And looks like he's. uh, I hope no one ever saw that flag. We'll just keep on playing.
2: Wow, that's a great play by Evan Peruski. He elevates, goes up, and gets the ball at its highest point, and it's in his hands first. So as far as I'm concerned, you could throw the rule book out. He went up and got that ball. Number two, Carter Fussman, did a good job trying to fight and take it away, but that ball never left Evan Peruski's hands. He goes up and hauls it in and turns the ball over. Ubley Bearcats forced the second interception of the first half.
1: There was a flag, illegal man downfield, that was declined, so. That was declined. Ugly ball. First and 10. 40 seconds remain from their own 34-yard line, leading by 1.7 to 6. I'm sure they'd love nothing more than taking a score. Looks like they may be lining up. And actually, there it is. Handoff, drive right up the middle to Mark Heilig, and he gets out for a hard-fought three yards on a scrum out to the 37-yard line. Tackle made by Josh Wilson, middle linebacker for the Beale City Aggies. It looks like we may have just one more play here with less than 30 seconds in counting in the second quarter.
2: I'll be leading seven to six. Straight ahead by Mark Heilig, fullback dive. They, they've beaten teams with that that can be a home run play for them it doesn't seem like it but when he gets between the defensive tackles if he can outrun a linebacker there's a chance that one hits and i think they'll run one more play and try to strike big
1: quarterback keeper evan Bruski with a lead blocker in front of him cuts up field and he has the first down brought down by Cade block at the 47 yard line stops the clock with 1.6 seconds left and this will stop the clock and restart it upon the start of the there it is, and the Ubbly Bearcats are just going to let this clock run out. We have reached halftime with the Ubbly Bearcats leading by one point over the Beale City Eggies, 7-6. to six. The Ubbly Bearcats come from behind to retake the lead, 7-6, to six after two quarters of play on the WLW Sports Network being powered by Anger Valley Services. It's 7-6. Beal City trails the Ubley Bearcats at halftime. It was 6-0 Beal City with 6.52 left in the second. Ubley then, on the very next drive, marches down the field at 72 yard excuse me, 82 yards for the score on Mark Heilig's one-yard run. We'll have all the details upcoming in 90 seconds on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Agar Valley Services. 7-6 Ubley. the wlw sports network at the half the ugly bearcats lead by one point seven to six over the beale city aggies and it has been a back and forth ball game the entire way dave hansen how much tell us how we got to the seven to six ball game
2: well no score at the end of the first quarter but in the second quarter we had a ton of action it started with beale city finally getting the first drive of the evening and on first down play action hunter miles throws it into traffic inside the five and an interception by kyle sweeney takes it the other way Ubley takes it down the field, gets in a fourth and seven situation. Brett Mueller kicks a 30 yard field goal and it's wide right. Uh, very close, but does not go in. Beale City right down the field after catching a break. Scores on a nine yard Cade block touchdown run. The extra point snap was muffed. The extra point, no good, but Beale City would lead 6-0, but Ubley does not flinch, would respond on the ensuing drive, take it down the field after a big run by Evan Beruski, sets up a Mark Heilig one-yard touchdown run. Brett Mueller tacks on a very important point after, and at the half, Ubley leads Beale City 7-6. 7-6
1: the Ubley Bearcats after 24 minutes of play, still 24 minutes to go here. In the state semifinal, in a game in which is supposed to be close, it's the state semifinals. Winner of this game will go on to take on Ottawa Lake Whiteford or Hudson. And at halftime, it's Ottawa Lake Whiteford 22 0 over the Hudson Tigers. And in eight player football, we have our first state champion this year, Adrian Lenaway Christian. Back to back eight player champions now in Division One, taking out Sutton's Bay for the second straight year. Last year was forty seven nothing. This year it's Adrian Lenaway Christian thirty-one to twenty. A
2: little bit better performance there by Sutton's Bay, but Adrian Lenaway Christian, as Paul mentioned earlier in the pre show, is the cream of the crop in that division. They are extremely good and rewarded with back to back state championships.
1: So Dave Before we get into the stats here, what is exactly happening and what is, how is Beale City responding, how is Ubley responding to Beale City's
2: adjustments? We're seeing a a true chess match here, back and forth, you're seeing physical run plays one after the other, the difference is, is you're seeing Ubley attack the middle and then work outside with Evan Peruski more and more as this first half went on, where on the other side, you're seeing Bill City work outside back to in. They started with all these jet sweeps and then hit you with Cade Block up the middle. But it's the passing game that's been the difference. Evan Peruski uh, has three completions for 50 yards. Hunter Miles has two completions to the other team. And that's been a huge difference in this first half.
1: Time of possession, heavily in favor of the LB Bearcats, 15 minutes, 56 seconds. Holding the ball for 66% of that first half. Remember, Dave, when Ed Klump was told by Eric Sweeney last week what the key was? And a key for him was their deep. Their offense is their best defense, and that certainly goes to show so far. They've had four drives, thanks in part to that last 40 seconds, Beale City. So really, both teams have had three drives. Ubley with 10 first downs. On their field goal missed drive, they had six first downs in that one alone, and three first downs in their touchdown drive, recovering 82 yards. Beale City with three first downs in the day. They're two for three from third down. Ubley one for or excuse me, three for six for fifty percent on third downs. Beale City one for one on fourth. Ubley one for two on fourth downs. Leading the way on the Bay- Beale City Aggies, they have one hundred and forty-three yards and eighteen plays. Ubley thirty-two plays, so fourteen more plays, but only thirty-two more yards to show for. They have one hundred and seventy-five. The or- orange and black today. Rushing the ball, 125 yards for 27 carries, 1 touchdown. Passing the ball, 3 of 5 for Evan Bruski for 50 yards. Evan Bruschi is also the leading rusher for the other Bearcats with 9 carries for 69 yards. Mark Heilig, 9 carries in the score in 24 yards. Logan Mueller, 5 carries, 20 yards. And Cal Naburski, 4 carries for 12 yards. Rushing for Beale City, led by the other, <laughs> also the quarterback. Hunter Miles with 2 carries for 44 yards. Cade Block, their tailback, 5 carries, 40 yards in the score. Jameson Latham, 4 carries for 34 yards. Caden Smith, 2 carries for 12 yards. And Wade Wilson, 1 carry for 3 yards. Bruski, 3-5 through the air for 50 yards. Those passes going to Colin Obersky, Matt Brandl, and Kyle Sweeney, each with 1. Colin Obersky, 22. Matt Brandl, 19 yards. And Kyle Sweeney, 9. Passing Hunter Miles, 1 completion, 3 attempts, 1 intercept actually 2 interceptions for Hunter Miles for 10 yards. Wade Wilson brought in the lone reception for Wade Wilson for, from Hunter Miles for 10 yards Dave Hanson what are your thoughts here
2: hi you just nailed it I, I, I teased it before but uh 100 miles, one for three. That, that's what they like to do is pass maybe two, three times a half, five, six times a game. Both teams, I think, feel comfortable with that. But uh, the LB Bearcats, uh, Coach Eric Sweeney, a little more aggressive. He's dialed up five passes in the first half. I fully expect to see another five in the second half because it's there. It's worked. And uh, they have gotten 16 half yards per completion when they pass the ball. And that's key to this game because that helps you cr- – Get a first down on second long or third down and seven. Those are completions that are keeping drives alive and instead of running for three and then being in a tough scenario. So Ubbly on the ground and Beale City have been quite even as far as I'm concerned, but I look back to a key play in the first half, and it's where the scoring was looking like it was going to start when Beale City was inside the 30 of Ubbly, dialing up play action on first down and they allow Hunter Miles throw it into the middle of the field in double coverage. And uh, a great play by Evan Peruski to tip the ball. And I think it was Kyle Sweeney that took it away off the deflection. A, A heck of a defensive play there that really set the tone of the game because before that, Beale City on that drive, that was the first time we had seen any sort of positivity for the offenses of either team. And if they'd have scored there, this game would have been a little different. But we're seeing a great battle in the trenches. Uh, I know the offensive and defensive linemen don't get a lot of credit nor talked about, but they are working their butts off in the trenches right now. The rushing lanes just haven't been there for each team. They've really had to grind it out. And both scoring plays, coincidentally enough, came on huge running plays designed to their quarterback now we're not surprised Evan Peruski comes up with a big play but Hunter Miles really hasn't so that play turned out to be a little bit of a shocker to Ubley and when uh, Beale City went back to it that play only got three yards so Ubley the king of responding reacting to plays they don't get burned two times in a row so I continue to see more of the same but a 7-6 game might as well call it dead even that first half was uh, excellent and I expect more of the same if you're wondering
1: where Ed Klump is, no, he's not at the concession stand. We had a few uh, range issues. Actually, it was too cold. The receiver for his ears, so he could actually hear us, unfortunately, is too cold. It was actually shutting down on him, but we do believe we have a solution for the second half. Ed Klump's actually out there right now talking with... Eric Sweeney, head coach for the LB Bearcats, he'll come up here and recap what his conversation was with Eric Sweeney, head coach for the Bearcats. And then the second half, we're going to send him back out into the elements and hope that our secondary solution has actually worked so we can have him on our sidelines.
2: That sounds like a plan because Coach Eric Sweeney has been uh, excellent to work with so far, and per usual, I don't think anybody will disagree with that. And uh, he's got some great insight. He he's not afraid to tell you what they're going to do and try to do, and he knows if they do it, they do the way they want to. They can execute that three and four yard clouds of dust and keep that offense on the field, which doesn't allow Beale City to have many opportunities of their own.
1: Seven to six, ugly be leading Beale City. We are two and a half minutes away from starting the second half. It's time for a short break. When we return, we'll have that second half action in what's bound to be a great second half. Ubley 7, Beale City 6 in the state semifinals on your home Bryce high school football, the WLW Sports Network, with Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Doug Cole, Ed Klump, and Dan Benke from Mount Morris, Michigan. 7-6, to six, Ubley at the half.
2: as well
1: it's time for the second half and ed clump is standing by he has a brief conversation with
4: uh head coach of the lb bearcats eric sweeney what do you have to say well yeah coach is real proud of the kids for uh answering their touchdown Coming back and scoring, um, he was able to get Peruski in space was the key on that, on that on that drive. I asked him what type of adjustments they're going to have to make. He said that his running backs, they're dealing with smaller holes. They're not used to that. They're going to have to square up their pads. They're going to have to hit the hole and run just a little bit harder. He thinks everything's going to work. It's just going to have to turn your turn those pads and get through a little bit smaller space.
1: Well, hopefully that will be the case, and hopefully our signal to you, Dad, in the second half will also work. Thank you for braving the elements for us. Thanks, Clark. All right, we'll talk to you in a little bit. Dave Hanson, what do you expect to hear in the second half as Brett Mueller is ready to kick things off for the Upli Bearcats?
2: Like I said, Bill said he had a couple... Of really productive drives that the Bearcats just had answer for us on defense uh, especially that early uh, interception so I expect more of the same I think they're going to continue to allow Peruski to do more with his legs I still think they found that's the best element and Beale City really hasn't had an answer for it
1: Cade Block brings in the kick and gets all the way out to the 34 yard line before he's stopped there actually to mark him down to the 35 tackle made by number 79 Candon Peruski for the uply Bearcats And it's first and 10 from the 35.
2: This drive feels like it has a ton of importance to it for our home ugly Bearcats here. So with a one-point lead, you can say they won the first half, but it was a pretty even battle but we don't want allow Beale City to set the tone in the second half. If Ubley's able to create some kind of stop here, it doesn't even have to be a 3 and out, but some kind of stop that keeps points off the board, I really think momentum will switch early for the Ubley Bearcats. 100
1: Miles hands off to Cade Block. He's out for a hard-fought three yards and a cloud of dust. Actually, a little maybe cloud of, of snow today. Tackle made by Aiden Mikowiak after a three-yard, maybe even a four-yard gain at the 38-and-a-half-yard line. Second down, seven to go.
2: I get the feel that... Beale City is a team that hasn't trailed a lot, and I get the feel that they are getting impatient. They, they're not as disciplined, not as patient as Ubley. Ubley is more than happy with three yards and a cloud of dust. Beale City... They would like a little more, and you can tell they're thirsting for it. They're just not getting it, but if they maintain discipline, this game's gonna go right down to the end.
1: Another handoff to Cade Block this time around the outside, and he's gonna be held up after just a two-yard gain, a very small two-yard gain. Stopped by Mark Heilig out of the secondary, out to the 41-yard line. This will set up a third down and four for the Aggies in their home blue uniforms, white pants third down and four
2: and coach Becker's got this defense rotating over again they, they kind of fell asleep a little bit in the second quarter wasn't quite rotating to the football locating it right away and and occurring over to that sideline this time led by Mark Heilig they get over there and it looked like Cade Block had some room to run but as soon as he made that cut Mark Heilig hits him and doesn't allow anything more than just two yards
1: third and four from the 41 of Beale City facing another third down. Hunter Miles, quarterback keeper around the right end, and he's going to run out of real estate, but he breaks out of that tackle, and he gets the first down, runs out of bounds at the 47, and he needed four yards, and looks like he got four and a half yards. They're going to mark him down to the 46-and-a-half-yard line, move the chains, first and ten.
2: Oh, and Kyle Sweeney had him in the backfield, a little stutter step by the quarterback. Miles was enough to freeze Kyle Sweeney just for a minute, and as Miles retakes off, Kyle Sweeney, all arms, he gets stiff-armed out of the play, had a chance to make a stop in the backfield, but Hunter Miles makes that play in space and gets Bill City a very important first down to start this half.
1: First and 10 from their own 46, right-to-left cross your radio, blue uniforms, white helmets, Dallas Cowboys star on either side, blue stripe down the middle of the helmet, navy face mask. It's a pitch out to number six, Jameson Latham, and be- Obli is there to swarm to the ball, maybe after just a gain of a yard at the 47. That That'll be number 77 leading the charge. Ethan Gillick plays nose guard and on that front line for the Obli Bearcat defense. Second down, nine to go from the 47. We have... 10-11 left in the second, or the, in the third quarter.
2: And I love the outside contained for that Bearcat defense. Those jet sweeps are designed to allow you to cut at the hash mark, to get out to the numbers, or even get out to the sideline. And when that first hole opens, you want to take it. And this opportunity, he had to cut up at the hash mark because you see guys out here, that was uh, Colin Oberski, it was Mark Heilig. They completely shut off the outside, forced him back up the middle, and that's where the linebacker chops him down for a very short game.
1: 100 miles under. Wade Wilson in motion rolling to his right back to pass looking downfield has a receiver and it is Looks like it is caught by Carter Fussman at exactly the first down marker for eight Maybe nine yards move the chains another conversion on third down.
2: Wow. That is absolutely Perfect coverage by Mark Heilig. You see Fussman making an even better catch as he plants that foot right at the first down marker and when he turns to his quarterback Hunter Miles throws it in the only place, and I mean the only place Fussman can make that catch, and that's low and away. Heilig is right there in his back pocket, comes around the outside and makes throws his hand out in front of that play, and Fussman's able to scoop it low and away, and it's a first down, a really good throw and catch there in tight coverage.
1: Fussman now wide to the left, it's gonna be a handoff to Cade Block around the left end. He breaks out of one tackle, gets down to the 35-yard line for a nine-yard gain before he's stopped by Aiden Mikowiak. Second down and a yard to go as Beale City marches right down into Ugly territory.
2: But still, up the middle, the Ugly Bearcats are doing a good job. That is simply Cade Block reacting to the fact that that dive is not there, and he cuts to the outside, gets outside the hash marks, and even Aiden Makoviak is on the line of scrimmage on the far side. He realizes the play is not towards him, follows the linebackers over and is able to make a tackle, because Cade Block had some more running room out in front of him. Really nice, rotating to the football, you're never out of the play. Koviak gets the hustle play and the tackle, but it's nine yards on first down for Beale City.
1: Second and a yard to go from the LB35, marching to the left side of the radio. Man in motion, that is Latham, and he'll act as leading block for Hunter Miles as he gets the first down, and he's upended by Ethan Gillig after just a two-yard gain. Has the first down marker by about a half a yard. Move the chains on a second down this time, first and ten.
2: Really utilizing Hunter Miles in a similar fashion that Ubley likes to use Evan Peruski. Hunter Miles has good wheels to him. He can really move, and he gets to the sideline in a hurry. And even though Gillig rotates over and chops him down after a two-yard gain, Beal City was happy with that. They were able to use their angle, their leverage, get just that two yards, and enough for a very important first down for Beal City.
1: First and ten from the Ubley 32-yard line. Eight minutes remain in the third quarter. Seven to six, Ubley leading Beale City, the Aggies on the first drive of this third quarter, marching down into Ubley territory. Handoff to Cade Block, and he's gonna be stopped, but drags his defender all the way down to the 23-yard line. They're going mark him down to the 23 after a nine-yard gain. Tackle made by Matt Brandle for the Ubley defense.
2: And Matt Brandle absolutely hits. Cade Block in a hurry, makes him pay for it, but Cade Block's able to withstand the hard hit, use his hand to keep balance, and squirms ahead for a couple extra. A play where he had six, he fights off a really big hit by Matt Brandle to get a couple extra, and second down and one for Beale City. 7-24
1: 7-24 left here in the third quarter. 7-6, Ubley leading. Beal City, though, knocking on the door. They're at the Ubley 23-yard line, facing a second and one, working off the left hash. Carter Fussman wide to the left. Your wingbacks, Wade Wilson and Jameson Latham, back to pass, rolling to his right, looking downfield. Nothing there yet. He's going to keep it for himself. Ubley comes up, and he's going to hit at the line of scrimmage. It looks like he falls forward, and it looks like he very well may have the first down. Tackle made by Aiden Makowiak tracking him down. They're going to move the
2: chains first down. That's a good decision by Hunter Miles of of Beale City. The Ubbly Bearcats, fantastic defense, second one, sniff out the play action. The quarterback sweeps all the way out to the far side of the field. Great coverage by the Bearcats, nowhere to throw it to. And this time Hunter Miles doesn't force it. He runs out of bounds, kind of dives ahead, reaches that football out, gets a one at most but it's enough for a first down
1: first and ten for the beale city aggies from the ugly 22 yard line Handoff right of middle to Cade block and ugly swarms the ball like they always do there after it's a two-yard gain that adan mckoviak stopping the run there after a two-yard gain second down eight to go from the Ubley 20-yard line.
2: There we go, that's that big front four of the Ubley Bearcats, not allowing Cade Block to make that cut, and when he does, that's where the front four of Ubley chops him down for a two-yard gain.
1: Second down, eight to go from the 20. Beale City still in the huddle. Play clock down to 20 seconds. Taking their time. It is a cold, blustery day in Mount Morris, Michigan for the state semifinal here. Doug Ramsey, Dave Hanson, the call today, as well as in the booth, Dan Benke, Doug Cole, and Ed Klump. Man in motion. Wade Wilson to the far sideline. Quarterback keeper for Hunter Miles. breaks out one tackle. and He's finally upended at the 15-yard line after a 5-yard gain. Ethan on the stop for the ugly Bearcats. Third down and short. Third down and three. Upcoming for Beale City.
2: That's the first time I've seen anyone else utilize that quarterback I'm going to call it pivot there where they, they fake the pitch and he spins right around to the weak side. Evan Peruski has been known to do that. The ugly Bearcats have done it in the past. But Hunter Miles does it here and Aiden McCullough Koviak has it sniffed out, he goes low, tries to take out 100 miles for no gain, But it's a missed tackle, and that's going to hurt as Hunter Miles is able to take nothing and turn it into a couple yards, making third down a really manageable number.
1: Third and three, handoff to Cade Block. He has one defender, and he's brought down inside the 11, and we have a flag coming at the very end of that tackle. And it looks like, as it stands right now, it is a first down. very well could be a face mask. Not exactly sure, is it? The tackle was made by the feet and we have a hold against the Beale City Aggies. So instead of a third and three and a potential first down conversion at the 11, they're going to mark him down. Penalty was at the 11-yard line. 10 yards from there, so they'll be third and nine to go from the 21-yard line.
2: Oh, that is a huge break for the Ubley Bearcats, as uh, I did not see where the hold is, but you can see this Beale City team, they they utilize their hands as much as anybody. Their hands are up on the jersey, up around the shoulder pads plenty of times, and these officials have let it go, but that one must have been way too obvious that they couldn't, because a first down taken off the board for Beale City, and now with the ball firmly placed at the 21-yard line of Ubley, it third down and nine and i don't know if this that's huge if this special teams unit can kick a field goal but i gotta imagine this is four down territory for the aggies third
1: down nine to go from the 21 yard line left side of the radio hunter miles in the shotgun receiver wide each way wade wilson in motion to the right staying in the pocket throwing downfield to the near sideline he's open it's overthrowing for carter fussman by about five yards he had his defender beat that was number 47 over there, Colin Oberski, and instead it falls incomplete. Fourth down, nine to go from the 21.
2: Well, the ugly Bearcats don't get any penetration. Hunter Miles has all day to sniff this one out, but it's, it's dialed up a double move to the wide receiver, Fussman, over here, and he goes like he's going to do a post route right underneath the flags, pivots, and goes to the... F- the end zone corner and it's just simply overthrown it is open the move worked but it's overthrown and now instead of running the ball for maybe four or five yards and making fourth down manageable this is Ubley's opportunity now with an incomplete pass fourth down and nine with five minutes to go in the third quarter.
1: Beale City calls a timeout Five oh one remaining in the third quarter facing a fourth and nine you're listening to the W. L-W's Sports Network being powered by Agar Valley Services seven to six Ubley leading. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network, fourth down, nine to go, fourth down, nine to go from the 21-yard line for the Beale City Aggies, trailing by one point, 501 remains in the third quarter.
2: Huge play here for both teams, Ugly be Bearcats now with their backs, their defense on the field, backs against the wall, 21 yards to go, fourth and nine for Beale City, and they're going to throw for it going for it on fourth and nine he has to scramble he has to look downfield. field it throws it into the back of the end zone matt
1: Brandle's there and it's incomplete incomplete pass hunter miles had nowhere to throw to and instead an incomplete a turnover on downs of the ugly 21 the ugly defense holds strong comes up with all the momentum on their side
2: and we've seen this in the past with teams that don't throw the football a lot the play's not over when your route comes to an end and the ugly bearcats again don't get a lot of pressure Hunter miles gets a lot of time to bounce around but you see a team that doesn't throw it much when those wide receivers play ends they all kind of stop and stand around and that allows for the ugly bearcats to come up with arguably the biggest stop of the evening afternoon i got to stop doing now that. That's the number three. And that is 7-6. Ubley maintains the lead, and the offense comes back on the field.
1: Logan Mueller comes out with a four-yard run. Tackle made by that front line for the Beals City Aggies. Number three, Wade Wilson, outside linebacker. Second down, six to go after a four-yard gain at the 25-yard line.
2: Uh, and that's just great defense by Ubley there on that series. I can't get over it. Uh, I question Beale City throwing the ball because if you do it on third down, you almost have to do it on fourth down. Ubley was prepared for it, and now their offense has a huge opportunity here to extend this lead and really apply some pressure to the Aggies.
1: Second and six for the Ubley Bearcats. Left, right across the radio, wing T to the right. Hand-off to count a burst and he rumbles out for no gain out of the 25. He got upended before he even got back to the original line of scrimmage. Tackle made by Beale City's number 64, Donovan Zucker. Defensive tackle, one 190 190-pound senior. Third down, six to go. We
2: we're talking about it at halftime, and we'll still point it out now. Number 50 is Josh Wilson, the middle linebacker, and he simply, as soon as the ball snaps, he, he is leaving that middle of the field and simply blitzing a gap that he think has the football, and that time he found the ball well and helped make sure that Colin Obersky stays at the line of scrimmage and doesn't get anything more
1: wing t to the right brusky under center quarterback keeper rolling to his left he's going to look down the field now he's going to throw or keep it for himself looks like he's on the second and third effort little did a skip and dance across the 30 yard line and they're going to say first down move the chains he got six and a half where they needed six yards move the chains first and ten
2: the Aggies do a great job down the field taking away the pass, but as they lean back farther and farther, you could see Impruski's eyes on that first down marker, and there were two Aggie defenders there with an opportunity to clean him up. He simply outruns the linebacker and the defensive back is number five. Jack Fussman, he's just a sophomore. He steps up two yards in front of the first down marker. And as he said, just light on his feet, change of direction is second to none. And Evan Prusky is able to glide right by him and get a, get a first down for Ubley.
1: 325 left of the third. It's a handoff right of the middle to number 27, Mark Heilig. He gets upended across the 35, spins down to the 37. Tackle made by Matt Oswald. Defense defensive tackle six foot four 240 pound defenseman for the beale city Angies, but brings up a second down and manageable second down and four after a six yard game
2: Highland gets through that defensive line but shoelace tackle to say the least as he stumbles his way ahead keep his balance long enough to get about six on that play but if this drive goes the way the ugly bearcats want to we just crossed the three minute mark in the third quarter they hope that they still have the football to start the fourth quarter.
1: leading seven to six it's a handoff up the middle once again to mark Hiley. gets a hard fought one yard tackle made by Beale city's benton guild an outside linebacker six foot And sets up a third down and three for the Ubley Bearcats at their own 38-yard line.
2: Highland gets six on that first down play right up the middle, that fullback dive. They go right back to it again as only Ubley knows how to do best. But a good adjustment by the Aggies. They don't allow that small hole for him to slide through, chop him down for a short game.
1: Third down, three to go from the 38-yard line quarterback keeper Evan Bruschi with the lead blocker tries to cut up field and he's actually brought down after a 2 yard gain brought down by Cade Black just shy of that first down marker they mark him down to the 40 yard line exactly fourth down less than a yard to go for the Ugly Bearcats
2: they're going to say 1 yard fourth and 1 on your own 40 state semifinals if it's 3 yards or more I consider punting it and trusting what my defense has done but if I need just 1 yard I'm going for it
1: they are indeed going for it, at least that's what it looks like right now. At their own 40-yard line, they need to just this side of the 41. Looks like about 33 inches they need to get out there for the LB Bearcats to keep this drive alive. Wing T to the right, Beale City crowding the box, and we have a timeout called by Eric Sweeney and the Bearcats with 1.29 left in the third quarter. It's 7-6, LB leading the Beale City Aggies in the state semifinals. Fourth and a yard to go for the Ubley Bearcats at their own 40-yard line. Minute 29 remaining in the third quarter. Ubley trying to convert and keep Beale City's offense off the field. Fourth and a yard, Evan Bruce, Gander Center, wing to the right cornerback keeper right up the gut, and it's gonna be very close. And his second effort, they're gonna say he's out to the 41, this near sideline judge has his foot on the 41, the far side judge is a little closer to the 40. The Beale City coaches are saying it is not, and now Evan Brewski shows up in s- this side of the 41, closer to the 42, and this is going to probably result in a measurement. They're going to mark it right on the 41, and that should be enough for a first down. There it is, single it, first down for the Elbe Bearcats. A huge conversion for the Bearcats. They got it by maybe a half of football with a minute 24 left in the third quarter.
2: Oh, the Beale City coach is losing it because when they spotted the ball, they put the ball on the 41. Now they have the nose of the football touching the 41. No measurement. They are giving up the first down. And I, I tell you what, I, I, don't, I don't want to be an official there because I don't know how you figure out where the ball was in the bottom of that dog pile. But great work by Evan Peruski as he gets just enough for a first down. First
1: and ten from the 41. Beale City obviously upset. Ubbly though, regardless, on offense still. Wing T to the left working off the right hash at their own 41-yard line. First and ten, Evan Bruski in her center. Oberski and Heilig in the backfield. Lead blocker Cannon Peruski on the left wing. At quarterback keeper for Evan Bruski is going to be brought down. Breaks out of that tackle and gets back to the original line of scrimmage of the 41. He was nearly brought down in the backfield by Matt Oswald. Instead, he's brought down by Jack Fussman after a gain of a yard. They're going to mark him down at about the 42-yard line. So Evan Bruski doing something with his legs.
2: That is uh, as good of a one-yard run as you're going to find. But number 50, Josh Wilson. I know was just a sophomore, but he's six foot, 200 pounds. He gets, he flies into the backfield. He's got Peruski wrapped up, but it's a jersey tackle. You can't do that with Evan Peruski. He's too low to the ground, too strong. He fights out of it and takes a probably a three-yard loss and turns it into a one-yard run.
1: Ed Klump is on the sidelines. We'll check in with him in just a moment as already to the line. Evan Bruski hands off to Mark Hiley on a quick end. He has the first down across midfield and finally to the 48-yard line. Tackle made by Kate Block. Ed Klump, you're on the sidelines. What's the feel down there now?
4: A lot of intensity, a little bit more than last week. I'll tell you that right now. The running backs, you can tell from that run, they are running harder, just like Coach Sweeney said they needed to. That's a big adjustment. The running backs can't go down on the first hit.
1: First and 10, Dave Hansen from the 48.
2: Gotta love how these backs are attacking, but the offensive line is creating some gaps. Man, I'd love to know, I'd love to know what Ed Klump could see down there if he got a better view of that first down on fourth and inches, but uh, otherwise, this game is going just the way the Bearcats need it. As far as I'm concerned, that spot goes to the Ubbly Bearcats. They deserve it as we go to the end of the third quarter.
1: End of the third quarter, and the Ubley Bearcats still yeah, lead 7-6 to hard six hard over to be the Beale City big Aggies. Three quarters of play are done. On to the fourth quarter with a one-point ball game right here on the FW Sports Network. On the fourth quarter, 7-6, to six, Ubley still leading, Ed Clemson on the sidelines.
4: In that break, coach is saying that's the way you run the ball. He's barking at the offensive lineman that that's the way you run the ball. The intensity has definitely risen for Ubley.
1: Has risen indeed. First and 10 from the 48s, a handoff to Mark Heilig. He l- looked like he had a seam there for a moment instead of results in a two-yard gain tackle made by Wade Wilson outside linebacker out to the Beale City 46-yard line second down eight to go marching now right to left across your radio
2: just you still got to be impressed with Ubley's offense just finding ways to scrape by get those first downs and they held the football for most of the the end of the third quarter now starting in the fourth quarter they've just leaked into Beale City territory, there's potential for them to hold the ball for many three, four, five, six more minutes. And that's going to smother out any opportunity for Beale City to get another shot. Evan Brusky on the keeper, he has an edge. And he breaks out his one tackle, he has the first down and he
1: flies all the way down to the 35 yard line for an 11 yard gain, knocked out of bounds by Jack Fussman. Beale City has not an answer for Evan Bruski so far into this fourth quarter. First and 10 at the 36 yard line, a 10 yard gain for Evan Bruski.
2: Those keepers are out on the outside. There's plenty of times where Beale City has guys there, but this secondary of Beale City in my opinion simply does not tackle well and give credit to Evan Peruski because he's making them look foolish out in open space and he gets Ubley, another first down on this drive.
1: First and ten, this time from the Beale City 36. Winged to the left, working off the right hash. Handoff to Mark Heilig. Has room to run, and he bursts out all the way out to the 30-yard line, and then falls down to the 28-yard line. Tackle made by Benton Guilty, outside linebacker six foot 185-pound sophomore. A gain of seven on the play, second down and three from the 29.
2: Wow, those uh, Ubley Bearcats are starting to utilize that trap more and more. You're seeing Mark Heilig slide right by that offensive lineman, and you're seeing now a burst into the linebacking core so those runs that were getting him one and two yards in the first half have especially on this series has exploded for more like five six and seven yard carries on first down
1: from the 29 wing t to the left evan bruski surveying the prairie At backfield oberski and heilig and a handoff to heilig and he gets out and he looks like on a second effort gets on the first down Finally brought down by Wade Wilson at the 25-yard line. Move the chains right at the first down marker. A conversion
2: makes for another
1: first set of downs.
2: All of a sudden, they've found a way to block the Aggies out, and you're seeing Mark Heilig expose them. So somebody up here in the booth, somebody on the sideline, and the coaching staff of Upley has found something or tweaked what, what Mark Heilig is doing because this trap now that leads that fullback dive we always refer to, they're getting between the defensive linemen now. And when that's happening, there's a lot of room there for Mark Heilig, and he's gotten a couple of first downs on this series alone.
1: ever Bruski hands off to Mark Heilig, a flag flies right into the side of the trench. And this is gonna be brought down to the 23-yard 23, 23 line brought down by Josh Wilson, middle linebacker. And this is a hold against the Ugly Bearcats, so we'll repeat that down. 10 yards from the spot of the penalty, which is at the 21-yard line excuse me, the 24-yard line in first year. And so instead it will be a second down and a ways to go.
2: That's tough because that that judge that makes that call is about six to eight yards...
1: Behind the defense.
2: Correct. He's actually standing next to or behind the linebackers, calling a hold in the trenches. Uh, obviously the play was right up the middle, so it was either the one of the guards or the center. I uh, I would... I'm scratching my head on that one, how he could see a hold from where he's standing. But uh, nonetheless, that one stings a little. First down, 19 to go for the ugly Bearcats.
1: First in a country mile. Evan Brusky hands out to Mark Hiley. He has room to run, gets back to the original line of scrimmage, still dragging two blue jerseys with him, all the way down to the 24-yard line. Kate Block gets credit for that tackle after a 10-yard pickup on first and 19. Second down, nine to go.
2: Dev- devastating play there for Beale City. Great for the Ugly Bearcats. First and 19. Beale City's got to be thinking this is our opportunity to get off the field maybe force a field goal attempt Not so fast Mark Heilig right up the middle and punishes them again with multiple carries on this drive That one may be none as important as the rest 10-yard gain now second down is reasonable
0: Evan
1: Prusky on the keeper to the near sideline blue jerseys are all over him and they bring him down for a loss of six on the play Here Markham actually down for a loss of five Jameson Latham sniffed that one out and brought him down for a loss back at the 29-yard line. A loss of four, third down and 14 upcoming for the Ubbly Bearcats.
2: That's one of those I'm going to guess that they're going to finally go away from Mark Heiligan. and we have to stop Evan Peruski. You're seeing the emphasis of taking 10 and his running ability away and the ugly Bearcats get caught in the backfield. Two blockers ahead and there were three blue jerseys and Evan Perusky had no chance to make a move in space, tackled before he could do anything, and that play is gonna cost him five yards. Third and 14 with 8.20 to go in the game.
1: Coming out in the spread formation, four seconds on the play clock. There's the snap, a little bit of a high snap. Evan Perusky has to jump on it at the 38, and Bill City's fired up as that snap went right over his head. Be, Evan Perusky's lucky that they were even to get that one off, and instead it's gonna be a fourth down and a ways to go, fourth down and 13. For the LB Bearcats at the Beale City 37 yard line.
2: That is just simply. A mistake that you just don't see the Ubbly Bearcats make. The snap goes over Evan Brewski's head, fourth down and 22, 23 yards to go if my math is doing right. So this makes the decision easy. Ubbly Bearcats punt it away and try to pin him deep.
1: Mark Heilig's punt goes high, looks like it'll come down inside the 10 and takes a Beale City bounce and comes to rest at the 15-yard line brought down by Chris Oswald. 22-yard punt from Mark Hiley pins the Beale City Aggies deep back at their own 15, trailing 7-6 of the Ubley Bearcats with 7:32 remaining in the fourth quarter, 7-6 Ubley.
2: That punt was actually better than what it's going yes, it to look was. like. Uh, as that ball actually had a ton of backspin on it when it hit somewhere near the 10, comes all the way back out to the 14, almost the 15-yard line before Ubley's able to put it down. but. Nonetheless, that is still a long ways to go. 85 yards to go on a top-level defensive Ubley.
1: Ed Clump, are we feeling this change of momentum on the sidelines?
4: Yeah, you can really feel the momentum switch on that. It was on Ubley's side, the whole that whole drive, and the air just got taken out of their sails there.
1: It's a handoff to Cade Block, and Ubley's defense swarms to him after about a three-yard gain. They're going to mark him down at the 18-yard line. Adam Koviak on the stop second down seven to go clock continues to roll here Seven fifteen left in the fourth quarter seven to six ugly leading
2: on the last series for beale city they had uh third down and i believe it was about nine to go and they they threw back to back passes cade block if you look back on that series had a lot of really productive runs that got him four or five yards almost every single time he carried the ball and i think if the Beale City offensive coordinator go back. I think they would have liked to have ran it there and try to get fourth down and four. And I notice it right away because instantly on first down they go right to Cade Block and he does exactly that. Gives him four yards on first down.
1: Wade Wilson gets the block. He has room to run. He's down to the 45 across midfield and forced out of bounds and brought down by Evan Bruski inside Ubley territory. As there was a lane on that near sideline and Wade Wilson took advantage and he's inside Ubley territory, brought down with the 42. And momentum is certainly swinging to the Beale city aggies 40-yard run for wade wilson
2: however if you look at the play the ugly bearcats defense were there they rotated to the football two guys were blocked but a missed tackle wade wilson's able to get by an arm tackle i didn't see the number because it didn't take long and wade wilson was sprinting down the sideline and it took evan peruski who's your your center fielder your deep safety to come on over rotate over to the play and eventually Cut him down, but not until Beale City gets a huge break, a big play, and switches field position.
1: Handoff and a sweep out to number six, Jamison Latham lowers the shoulder, and he's brought down at the 42. And we have a flag coming from the very back judge, tackled by, way 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 by way Matt Brandle for the ugly defense after a four, maybe five yard gain. Like you're going to say four and a half, actually. So that flag
2: came from the deep it's judge. It's a hold way against out the Beal
1: City Aggies.
2: It came way out back, way behind, even where uh, Peruski is back there. And I think it was number... Eight, which is Matt Oswald, and he was blocking out Evan Peruski way down the field, and I think they're going to get a hold completely away from the play, five or six yards behind, uh, past the play as he was uh, holding Peruski there out in the open for everyone to see. A, a costly mistake for Beale City, but now this is our chance for the Ubley Bearcats here to respond on defense with 6'10 to go in this game and a one-point lead.
1: First and 16 for the Beale City Yankees at the Ubley 48-yard line. Receiver wide to the right, that's Fussman. It's a pitch to Wade Wilson to the right side, and Ubley's jersey swinging to him, and he finally brought down to the 46-yard line, brought down by Colin Oberski, the defensive end for the Ubley Bearcats, after just a gain of two on the play, maybe three. Second down, 14 to go.
2: That time Wilson ran out of running room. The Ubley Bearcats rotated over. They were able to fight a little better off those blocks and simply ran out of running room. Forced Wade Wilson out of bounds. He dives ahead just to get that two or three yards. Otherwise, not much showing there. The ugly Bearcats stand strong and with 5.30 to go in the game and a one point lead. Second down, 13 for the Aggies in ugly territory.
1: Second and 13. Fussman wide right for the Beale City Aggies. 100 Miles under center. Wade Wilson, excuse me, Wade Wilson and Jameson Latham, your wing Latham in motion, gonna be a lead block for Hunter Miles. Ubley's trying to swarm to him, breaks out his first tackle. Evan is gonna tackle him out of bounds, but not until after the first down at the 30-yard line. A 15-yard run for Hunter Miles converts on third down, move the chains.
2: The play that's worked the best for the Bearcat offense gets them on this play. Wilson keeps it himself. Excuse me, uh, quarterback Miles Miles keeps it himself. But what you see is they put everybody in line of scrimmage. There's nobody in the backfield. And most of the time, it's either a jet sweep to whatever play the motion goes or the quarterback follows that jet sweep miles follows the jet sweep that the lead blocker is number six Jamison latham he makes a big block gillig's able unable to track him down and miles makes it pay for a first down
1: cade block gets the handoff and white jerseys are uh, hitting hard down there after a five-yard gain gonna mark him down to the 25 leading the charge was number 68 parker peruski defensive tackle Sets up a nice game of four on the play. Second down, six to go. As the Hudson-Ottawa-Lake-Whiteford game, 22 all now in the fourth quarter.
2: Oh, Hudson in the second half. Well, I was surprised. We knew Ottawa-Lake-Whiteford could score, but we questioned their defense. We knew Hudson had a great defense. Interesting to see their offense, gonna be a great finish there as well.
1: Hudson scored two touchdowns in just the first four minutes of the third quarter. It's now 22-22 entering the fourth quarter. Second and five for the Beale City Aggies at the Ugly 25 yard line here. Marching through the fourth quarter, Hunter Miles straight up the gut for the quarterback keeper. He has the first down, dragging his defenders all the way down to the five before he's finally brought down by Evan Peruski. They're going to mark him down to the four-yard line. A huge run for Hunter Miles for 21 yards, first and goal to go.
2: First time we've seen that play. This is just another uh, olive branch in the playbook. You see that jet sweep back? This time Hunter Miles goes read uh, quarterback read option. He puts the ball in that jet sweeper's hands and all of a sudden the ugly Bearcats rotate over, they leave the middle of the field and Miles makes the right decision, pulls it out of that jet sweeper's arms and keeps it up the middle and the Bearcats were fortunate to keep him out of the end zone.
1: First and goal to go from the four yard line. Cade Block gets the handoff and he's gonna be brought down inside about the two yard line, maybe down to the one. A scrum pile there at the end of the play. Tackle made by Ethan Gillard for the Ubley Bearcats at the 2. A 1.5-yard line. Second down, goal to go from the 1.5. Still 7-6 to six Ubley.
2: Cade Block has really been the enforcer in the second half for the Aggies. The Bearcats all of a sudden find themselves in a tight situation. 1.5 yards to go. Second down and goal for Beale City as Beale City trails the Bearcats by one, but 320 to go in the game. And if I remember correctly, the Bearcats have used a couple timeouts already.
1: I have them just as one, but you may be right with two. Hunter Miles under center. Tailback is Drew Blocking is there. Kate blocking. Fumble on the ball! And it looks like Beale City may have jumped on it in the end zone. No word yet, and they're gonna say he's short of the goal line as Kate Block had the ball. And it popped loose when he was coming down a helmet on that ball aiden makoviak on the tackle third down goal to go from the half yard line
2: wow what a play by makoviak he's trying to keep him out of the end zone but as you see you nailed it right there helmet on the football k block and ball pops up in the air and i'm assuming it come right back into his arms very fortunate for the aggies third and goal to go from the half yard line
1: Two and a half minutes to play in the fourth quarter, Ubley 7, Beale City 6, the Aggies knocking on the door. 100 miles under center. Quarterback keeper knees in, and they, they're going to say he should have been down as he slipped in the backfield. He slipped on the backfield, but they're going to say touchdown instead. And this is going to be a touchdown Beale
2: City with 2.28 left in the fourth quarter. Now on Sunday, that would be a touchdown all day long, but in on Fridays, on Saturdays, if your knee touches the ground, that play is dead. And on that low snap, you could see when he went to, to take off, that foot slipped, and I firmly believe that his knee was down, and that ball was not in the end zone, but the officials made the decision that his knee was not down, and he dives into the end zone. Quarterback keeper uh, for 100 Miles, Gets into the end zone and with 2:28 to go in the game, Beale City retakes the lead. They're
1: going for two, and now we have a timeout called by Beale City. Ed Klump, what's the feel down there on the sideline of the OB Bearcats?
4: Well, the, the coaching staff absolutely feels that he was down on that on that play. Not happy about it, but they're still they're still up. They need to stop this two point conversion. Everyone, it's still very positive over here on the sidelines.
1: It's still a one possession ball game, regardless of this two point conversion. left in the fourth quarter. It's currently 12-7. Beal City up by five points. Going for two here after this timeout called by the Beal City Aggies. 2.28 left in the fourth quarter. It's the state semifinals for a reason. It's coming down to the wire once again for the second time in three years with Beal City and Ubley.
2: The Bearcats just do not get cheated. A second goal from just outside the one they force a fumble beale city is able to recover it and then on the next play i i certainly felt that miles was down i know we that was our initial reaction the best view of it Uh, yeah trying not to be uh as uh, the homers that we would like to be in this game obviously we are all rooting for the bearcats to go play uh next weekend but i firmly believe uh, that most people here felt that he was down and it's a tough break for the bearcats but they still have two and a half minutes to try to make this game their own. And it starts with stopping Beale City from getting this two-point conversion.
1: Because, of course, if they stop this two-point conversion, it's just a five-point lead. A touchdown would regain the lead. Special teams coming in play again. 100 Miles under center. And it's going to be quarterback keeper to the right side. And Umley's trying to get him there. And he is short. He is short, but there's a flag down at the goal line away from the ball. And I would like to think this is probably going to be a hold of sorts against the Beale City Aggies. And the penalty is declined. It is a hold against the Beale City Aggies. So the two-point conversion is no good. It is 12-7. Beale City by five points with 2.28 remaining in the fourth quarter. The state semifinals right here on the WLW Sports Network. 12-7. Mark Heilig brings in the kick. He's still on his feet across the 20. Still on his feet at the 30, and dragging his Beale City defender all the way out to the 40-yard line. A nice return for Mark Heilig. 220 remain in the fourth quarter. ugly back in offense, but trailing by five points. Ed Clumps on the sidelines of the ugly Bearcats. What was the message from Eric Sweeney to his team?
4: Just to get in there, play tough. Don't let that. Don't let this get down. They've played from behind the, before in this game. Keep it going. Run tough. Get this... That, that return was exactly what the doctor ordered for this ugly team who is pumped up at this point.
1: Going out of the spread formation, Evan Bruski rolling to his left, looking downfield. He's going to throw it downfield, and is brought in by Matt Brandl inside brought inside by Matt Brandle at the Beale City 43-yard line. Moved the chains. Stops the clock momentarily with 2.13 remaining in the fourth quarter.
2: I think Ed Klump nailed it. Uh, that special team's return jolted life into this uh, away crowd technically of the Ubley Bearcats. They're feeling good and then you see them spread it out. A scenario you don't see very often and they let Peruski roll out to his left, his throwing side, and he finds a diving Matt Brandle for a first down. Ubley
1: with two timeouts left in this game. Peruski in trouble. He's going to be brought down for the sack inside of Ubley territory at the 46-yard line. A huge loss for the Bearcats, and we very well could have a timeout here, but none called. Evan Perusky already running back into the huddle with a minute 50 remaining. The first down marker is at the Beale City 32. They're at
2: their own 47. Matt Oswald gets the sack, 6'4", 240. He beats Parker Perusky on the play, but Evan Perusky wants to roll out. He rolls right into that, that uh possession there and then here he goes rolling out again throwing downfield and this one is underthrown
1: for Kyle Naberski at the 30-yard line it was thrown behind him falls incomplete but stops the clock with a minute 31 remaining third down though in a country mile third down and a ways to go, looks like about 22 yards.
2: Obviously, I'll be in a hurry, but on the play before, uh, Parker Prusky doesn't necessarily get beat, but he allows number eight to go to the outside. If you wanna run out there, fine, my quarterback's in the pocket, but when he rolls out, he rolls right into that blitz, right into the pressure, and then takes a sack, which really takes the wind out of their sails. Bearcats roll out to the left on second down and you see very late coming across the back side of the field was Colin Oberski, but just not enough on the throw comes up a little short in third and 21 to go.
1: Third and 21. Burski looking to pass downfield, lets it fly. It's released good and it, it falls incomplete as pass was intended for number 11. Luke Valmering falls incomplete at the 25 and is going to be fourth down and 21 yards to go from the Ugly 47.
2: Pressure gets in the backfield again. He just gotta let it fly and hope that his one of his playmakers can go get it. In my opinion, if I'm gonna just throw it up because I can't afford to take a sack, I'm throwing it at Kyle Sweeney, but that ball is overthrown anyways into double coverage, and it falls incomplete. And now with a buck 25 to go in this game, Ugly down five, fourth and 21, timeout on the field.
1: Beale City calls a timeout with a minute 25 remaining. Beale City leading Ubley by five points. That's the second timeout called by Beale City. Ubley still with two timeouts. But frankly, they're down to their last potential play here. If they cannot convert, this game is over. Dave Hansen, what do you think Eric Sweeney is setting up with his team?
2: I don't have many plays in my playbook. I don't know what he has or any other coaches have to convert fourth and 21 but I got to imagine he's going to get Peruski to roll out with the ball on the far side roll out to his left and let him decide if he can run it but possibly and more than likely throw it downfield.
1: Ed Klump was nearby of that huddle for the LB Bearcats facing the fourth and 21 what was Eric Sweeney's message?
4: A very calm Eric Sweeney calmed them down they know what to do they have a play for this right now it was it was just calming them down letting them know hey you got this.
1: The calm demeanor of Eric Sweeney, the head coach for the LB Bearcats, fourth and twenty-one. Pursky in the shotgun, low throwing downfield, has to throw this one. Lofts it up, and it's going to be batted down, batted down, incomplete. And Beale City will turn get the ball on a turnover on downs, as this was thrown a little high. The defender was able to knock it down to the ground, incomplete. First and 10 for the Beale City Aggies with a minute 19 remaining.
2: And as we figured, we would see Peruski roll out to his left and they go with the wheel route. You see Heilig roll out from the right all the way to the far sideline, right up the sideline of his teammates on the bench. And when he throws it, good soft coverage by the Aggies. Carter Fussman's out there, a junior. And right at the line of scrimmage, he goes up and simply bats the ball down. His, the 10 receivers, Heilig, he tries to make a play on it but a better play on defense to knock that ball down, and that is a turnover of downs. And with a minute 19 to go, Beale City's offense comes back on the field.
1: Ubley does have two timeouts remaining. However, it will be very difficult here to stop this team. Ten seconds on the play clock here. On first and ten from the Ubley 47-yard line, Beale City on offense inside w territory ready handoff to jameson latham tries to find the left edge he's gonna be brought down and actually stripped It actually on the play and it's very well went out of bounds and they're gonna say beale city ball the 41 yard line as that play continued to drive down and when it all said and done to pop ball pop loose but went out of bounds of the 41 yard line second down five to go for the beale city eggies
2: oh i can't believe it does uh beale city actually allows the ball to get stripped and Ubley's unable to recover it. It rolls out of bounds. It stops the clock though. I, I'm correct. Except uh, they didn't blow the whistle. So about eight or ten seconds ran off the clock somewhere in theirs before they stopped the play.
1: So the officials are meeting. Congress is in session. Second and five for the Beals City Yankees at the Ubley 42-yard line. Ubley's still with two timeouts in their pocket here, so there is a chance that they could get the ball back here. One nine one zero nine, minute nine needs to be on the clock. For the real city aggies on offense so they add 10 seconds to the play clock and game clock second down five minute nine remaining
2: i was watching that myself while you while you were uh, helping talk about the play the ball went out of bounds why is the clock still running but the officials never blew the whistle that is true but they get it right they added 10 seconds approximately there back on the clock so a minute nine to go and beale city now looks like it got about five on that first down after the play was all said and done and Beal City here once they get the clock reset will run a play
1: minute 9 needs to be on the clock 12 to 7 Beal City leaving the Ugly Bearcats in the final minute of play here in the state semifinals Beal City sideline comes alive As a beautiful facility here in Mount Morris. The turf is actually brand new this year. As Mount Morris, unfortunately, only had two home games, had to cancel their season due to COVID. There we go, minute nine is on the clock. Second down, five to go for the Beale City Aggies at the ugly 42 yard line.
2: Second down and five with a minute nine to go and Beale City now under center. Assuming we'll run the ball here, well hopefully Bearcats can make another stop.
1: Second and five, 100 miles under center. Hands it off to number six, Jameson Latham has the first down and is dragged down at the 30-yard line by Evan Peruski and that will be more than enough as they have four downs here and a minute three remaining. Ubley with two timeouts though and so it stops the clock momentarily to move the chains. Beale City will certainly be in no hurry as Ubley uses their second timeout of three with a minute three remaining in regulation.
2: When my sophomore running back fumbles the football in this situation, uh, there is no way way I'm going back to him. I'm going back to my senior K block, and I think Ubley felt that way, and I don't blame him a bit, but credit to the Aggies. They go right back to their guy that fumbled the football, give it right back to him, and Jamison Latham, one of their heavier ball carriers throughout the year, and he rewards them. He needed five for the first down. He gets more than that, and that would be a devastating blow because now the Bearcats have to use a precious time out and beale city now in a good situation here to run the clock out
1: first and 10 from the 30 yard line of Ubley. Ubley with just one remaining timeout minute three remaining in regulation beale city 12 Ubley seven winner goes on to play either ottawa lake whiteford or the hudson tigers 22 22. Beal City goes for the knee, and there's another timeout called, and third and final timeout called by the ugly defense. So more than likely about a minute one should be on the clock here. Third and final timeout for the Ubley Bearcats. And this is all but academic at this point, Dave.
2: It is uh, this, uh, barring a, a terrible miss snap or something uh, that's very uncharacteristic. Uh, Beale City is going to hang on to win here. But it, uh, what what a tough fought game! We knew it'd be physical. We knew the battle in the trenches would be where this game is won and lost. And even though the Bearcats are undersized, they're feisty. They fight on every single play, and just came up short. They had the chance you know, down five, they had the ball in their hands with a couple timeouts and a chance to win, but uh, just no no breaks there and takes a, a very crucial sack on the play, which is just not something you see with a very speedy quarterback in the backfield. But uh, in this scenario, Beale City was able to make just enough plays to make things go their way. And I'll be gonna fall just a little bit short here with a minute to go and both teams come back on the field and line it up, Beale City now under center.
1: Hunter Miles at the 31-yard line of Ubley, goes for the knee, and Ubley with no remaining timeouts. This clock will run 40 seconds on the play clock, and all it needs is one more kneel on third and 12, and this game will be salted away and complete. Beale City Aggies able to score the lone score in the second half between the two teams on just their second drive. Mind you, there was just... Two drives in that entire third quarter. Beal City had the ball for seven minutes and eight seconds, resulting in a turnover on downs as there's the final snap. The kneel from Beal City and the Aggies return to Ford Field once again as they take out the Ubley Bearcats 12-7. Your final score in the state semifinals to take on the winner of Ottawa Lake Whiteford or the Hudson Tigers at Ford Field on Black Friday beale city back into the state finals once again the two-time state champs looking to go for their third title right here on the wlw sports network we will return in three minutes with your post-game show and then also a word from head coach eric swinney you're listening to the wlw sports network final score beale city 12 obli 7 on your home high school football sports radio 1021 and Sports.com. clark ramsey dave hanson doug cole dan benke and ed Klump with your call today from Mount Morris, Michigan. Twelve to seven, final score, Beale City. Final score from Beale City and Oblee in the state semifinals from Mount Morris, Michigan 12 to 7 a defensive battle through and through It was a one-point ball game at halftime 7 to 6 Dave Hansen wants to take us through all of our scoring drives here of today's game
2: There were no scoring plays in the first quarter but in the second quarter Beale City strikes first on a Cade block nine-yard touchdown run the extra point snap was bobbled No good, six nothing, Beale City. On the ensuing drive, Bearcats don't flinch at all, go right down the field. Mark Heilig finishes off a drive with a one yard touchdown run. The Mueller extra point was good, and at the half, the Bearcats lead seven to six. In the third quarter, no scoring. In the fourth quarter, with just a couple minutes to go in the game, quarterback Miles, QB Snake, one yard touchdown run. Their two-point opportunity fails. Beale City would take a five-point lead, and the Ubbly Bearcats get a nice return drive down the field, get a completion on first down, a big gain, but a sack on an all-important second-down play takes the wind out of their sails. Too much to overcome, and Beale City is able to get a first down, run the clock out, and Beale City will move on to Ford Field, defeating our Ubbly Bearcats 12 to 7.
1: Beale City ended up with 45 plays for 300 yards. Ubley, 53 plays for 243 yards. Beale City, two touchdowns, two turnovers. Ubley, one touchdown, no turnovers on the day. 282 rushing yards for Beale City on 37 carries, two scores for 7.6 yards per carry. The Ubley Bearcats, 44 carries, 174 yards in one touchdown. They averaged four yards per carry today. Through the air, Beale City, and Hunter Miles, two for eight for with two interceptions for 18 yards. Ubley, four for nine for 69 yards. And now we have Eric Sweeney with Ed Klump on the sidelines. Ed, take it away.
4: Well, I'll tell you what. I listened to Eric's talk his, his uh, to the players afterwards. It almost brought me to tears. Fantastic job. Hey, these kids should hold their heads up high. Heck of a game, heck of a season, Coach.
6: Oh, we! I couldn't be prouder of the kids. You know, they they battled hard. You know, challenged them a little bit at halftime, and they really responded. You know, that that drive that we you know had there, you know, ended up and just kind of spiraled from there. But I tell you what, that that was one of the best drives we had all year. Just chug it out, chug it out, and hey, you know what? We knew we were running into a good team, and they were going to be just like us. And you know,
4: but it is team one, the other one loses. Yep, I, I I tell you what, hey, Coach, you had a heck of a heck of a season and whatnot. I heard you say you're proud of the proud of the seniors, the underclassmen. It's still a little bit more work to do next year and whatnot. Um, can you talk to me about how the seniors and the leadership on this team?
6: Well, these five seniors, it's a little special to me because I coached them in seventh and eighth grade. I coached them in ninth and tenth grade. Now I've coached them in varsity. So I mean, I'm the only. Coach. You know, it's a special group for me, especially a kid like Matt Brandel that I had all six years. And you know, the other three all played varsity as sophomores, so I only had them five out of the six years. But you know, I'm just proud of the kids because you know what? When they were down in junior high; they didn't win many games, but you know, they worked hard, got better, and hey, you know, winning a regional championship your senior year and coming within five points, so going back to Ford Field, I, I I can't say anything negative about it
4: heck of a heck of a season coach thanks so much for your time
1: thanks ed that's yeah, ed clump with eric Sweeney on the sidelines we'll talk with ed in just a moment but like we said eel city with 300 yards of offense 282 through the ground 18 through the air ubley 174 on the ground 69 through the air on four of nine passing from evan peruski matt Brandle with two receptions for 38 yards. Kyle Noburski, one for 22. And Cal Sweeney, one for nine yards. No complete passes in that second half except for that Matt Brandl catch. On the rushing ball, rushing side of the things, Evan Boruski with 17 carries for 74 yards. Mark Heilig, 16 carries, 64 yards. And a score, Logan Mueller, six carries, 24 yards. And Kyle Noburski, five carries for 12 yards. Dave Hansen, like like Ed was talking with Eric there, they had some amazing drives. When you take a look, ugly to start this third quarter, their first drive Nine minutes and twenty seconds in sixteen plays, and they started at their own twenty-one, ended at the Beale City thirty-nine yard line. So talk about just chunking, taking away, milking the clock for all of its worth there against the Beale City Aggies. And actually, Ubley only had the ball twice in this entire second half. Seven thirty-two, they gave it up, gave the ball back to Beale City. They took off five minutes off the clock, and then Be- Ubley could not do anything in that final minute nine on their second drive of the second half as just a whole series of long drawn out drives like we knew going in Beale City and Ubley very similar in styles ground and pound three yards in a cloud of dust and we saw that on display today a one possession game final outcome there 12 to 7 two high powered offenses held to just two touchdowns in one touchdown respectively
2: You know, both teams had quite a bit of yardage, and that was the point. It was a lot of field position battle. You're seeing a lot of smaller plays, the two, three, four, five yard plays. And you see it total for Beale City 300 yards. You see it for Ubley, it totals 250 yards. And it was a grinded-out type of game. The game never got outside of one score. And as much as we talk about the defense, it was more of the offenses trying to find a way to stay on the field as much as it was defensive battle. And I really liked Ubley's passing game. They really did what they needed to in the first half. Didn't work out as good in the second half. And, again, Beale City was able to outlast him on very minimal series in that second half.
1: All right, we have Ed Klump now with the defensive coordinator for the Ubley Bearcats, Jim Becker.
4: Jim, talk to us a little bit about uh, that defense. Played well again today. Uh, Talk a little bit about how hard these kids fought today.
7: Well, the kids, they really battled really well. We knew we were going to be in for a tough game. I mean, it's the semifinals, but, um, you know, the the key to our whole program is blocking and tackling. And um, on the offensive side of the ball, we you know we're a power football team, and on the defensive side we kind of think of ourselves the same way. You know we got to tackle, and uh, I thought the kids battled really well. Um, you know there's a couple times we uh, had a couple miscues, but um, but the kids you know for the you know only giving up 12 points to a team like that I you know that's pretty darn good. Um, um, that last drive you know we had a couple missed tackles, but uh, the kids battled. It, it, and that, they had some good backs. I mean. You know, good-sized kids, but uh, um, very proud of the effort. And, um, you know, just looking back to that play before they scored, you know, we had blitzed a linebacker, and he had popped that kid pretty good, and that ball come loose, and I, you know, my eyes got really wide. I was thinking, oh, please, Lord, come down with that ball. And um, it just wasn't meant to be, you know. Right. But, um
4: well, I tell you what, hey, th- looking forward to seeing Ugly next year and, and whatnot. Congratulations. It was a really good season this this year. It was fun watching you guys. And, uh, and we'll hopefully
7: we'll see you back here next year. All right, appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Coach.
1: Thank you, Ed, for that. As we wrap things up here, and just so for those keeping score at home, Hudson and Wattawa Lake-Whiteford, it was 28-12 to 12, Hudson leading last minute of play-Whiteford marches all the way down to the 1 yard line.
2: 28 Excuse, uh, you mean 28-22, right?
1: Final score was 28-22 as Whiteford comes up sh- 1 yard short on fourth down. Hudson scores, 28 straight to win that game 28 to 22 to set your final between Hudson and beale City, two of the teams that were expected to be in the state finals when this playoff picture began, and here we are. A few weeks later, Beale City and Hudson on Black Friday.
2: I was happy to see it because the, the regional championship game to me was was crazy. I mean, Hudson's clay game was close, but uh, Ottawa Lake-Whiteford, they, they won big. The Ubley Bearcats took care of Breckenridge in big fashion, so we knew that uh, the cream of the crop had risen, and, and these Ubley Bearcats are heavily included in that top four. They are very talented. They are not a senior-heavy team. They are a heavy underclassman team, so expectations will be high again next year, and and they had a, a absolute punches chance here to win this game leading at halftime had an opportunity to win and just uh, just wasn't able to finish the job but uh, just an impressive run for them this year
1: well dave hanson that brings a close to our 10th broadcast season together this wraps up my 11th broadcast year with wlw sports it's been an absolute pleasure to have you to my right we've had for our official sport coats now the wlw sports jackets it feels good has been a, a process of about decade to get these jackets but it's been an absolute pleasure to be with you once again and we'll see you again in the fall
2: absolutely looking forward to it and uh, i said congratulations to the ugly bearcats uh, t- tough way to go out but they battled right to the finals and uh, again looking forward to them to get back into this groove next year early, make another run for us. So hopefully we can uh, tag along, and thanks for everything that you do. I always have a great time, and otherwise I wouldn't be here. I look oh, forward to it every Friday. And a today, hat. Saturday.
1: Yes, that's right. And Doug Cole, 100 broadcasts with us here on the uh, Sports Network. Coming from Livonia, Michigan every week, can't help but thank you enough for all of your time and efforts that you do every single week in and week out. The drive alone is enough for us, but the amount of stats that you take in to feed us during the game is unbelievable. Thank you, Doug.
3: Well, Clark, you know, it's definitely an honor. And uh, I just remember, I think it was at a Red Wings game, uh, you asked me if I wanted wanted to... uh, Record stats for WOEW. And uh, I can't believe this is my 100th broadcast and I enjoyed every minute of it.
1: Oh, absolutely. And Doug, we're, we're happy to have you and we'll see you again in the fall.
3: You betcha. That's all the right. plan.
1: Fantastic. Unless ESPN or Fox Sports calls Exactly. You know, yeah, then, then we'll be off, unfortunately, folks. But yep. <laughs> I'm not going to hold my breath on that. Thanks <laughs> again, sure. Doug. Yep. And unfortunately, uh Dan Benke's already a man on the mission as he's going to track down our banners and all of our external gear out on the field. As it's been an absolute pleasure to have Dan. Folks, if you do not know how much Dan adds to our broadcast, you have no idea. It is absolutely crazy how much information, like Doug is feeding us stats, Dan is feeding us ball carriers, tacklers, trends, who's subbing, anything and everything that you can possibly imagine. During the game, Dan Banky is feeding that into our ears. We hear it in our ears. You don't hear it over the over air. And it's truly and absolutely thankful to have Dan on our team. Does it out of his own good. He was able to, uh, thanks to his bosses, get out of work about an hour or so early today so we could be here today. Otherwise, we would have been spotterless. I was a little scared, a little concerned, but it all worked out in the end. Ed Klump joined us for our sideline reporter the last few years. And uh, Ed, I'm not sure if the microphone is still on or not, but uh, it's, an, it's been absolutely great to have you with us the past couple of games and hope to have you back next year.
4: Absolutely, Clark. Thanks so much for having me. It's been a blast. Never sideline reported before, but I've never been, never done any broadcasting before. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate, I appreciate you having me on board.
1: Well, Ed Klump, it's been a pleasure, and we hope to have you back next year. Plus, we gave you a sport coat, so you have to be back. I just lost you, Clark. No, I said we gave you a sport coat, so you have to be back.
4: Oh yeah, and and a tie.
1: Yeah, and a tie. And that, and my that, wife
4: my wife tied it for me before I left, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll be back next year.
1: Well, good. Good to hear. Well, thank you, Ed. And, uh, Dave, that uh, that wraps up our whole broadcast team uh, for the year. Uh, let's go through our seniors that are going to say goodbye. Like we said, five seniors on this team, so certainly a bright future here for the LB Bearcats. Matt Brandle, a senior, tight end, safety, 5'11", 155 pounds. Number fourteen, Logan Mueller, running back. Also defensive tackle, six foot one hundred and seventy pounds senior. Number twenty two, Kyle Sweeney. I swear he's been on varsity for about sixteen years. He's a tight end and a quarterback, six foot one, hundred and eighty pounds senior. Also the holder on PATs. And Mark Heilig is he'll be back. Moving down the list, number forty seven, Kyle Nobersky, senior, running back, defensive end, six foot one, hundred and eighty pounds. And then Ethan Gillick, number seventy seven, right tackle, nose guard, six foot two, one hundred ninety five pounds, senior.
2: For for a team that's in the state semifinals, um, this (laughs) ugly to only lose five seniors. uh, Yes, that means ten starters if you're doing the math, but uh, they all play a very important role. But they have some key players returning, and uh, they're going to miss these guys dearly. But uh, it seems like this team reloads uh every single season it comes back firing and i fully expect with they they run this wing t at all levels i fully expect a couple nice running backs but the key for me is that they lose one lineman um, replacing one lineman is a lot nicer than replacing the whole herd or the whole crew and uh as much as uh, they'll miss ethan gillig at six uh, 200 pounds uh, he is uh, he's a force there on both sides of the ball on the line uh it's only nice to only have to replace one, and uh, their two leading playmakers is Evan Peruski and Mark Heilig. They will both be back next year. So uh, all signs point to uh, really good things, a lot of positivity for the Bearcats, uh, but this was uh, this was a tough one today, a really a, a really good chance of winning today, and uh, they're going to be bummed about it, but when they start thinking about next year, I think they're going to be all smiles looking forward to it.
1: Oh, without a doubt, and they have a lot to be proud of. And I think it's definitely uh, leads them to be the favorite going in, especially if the greater of them east and west stand as they are. Uh, certainly, the favorites in the West and or in the East, and
2: certainly a favorite entering into the playoffs. Absolutely, and uh, we'll we'll leave we'll table those discussions yes. on what the East and West will look like next year, as uh, we always see our school sizes seem to be reducing and, and eight player football growing. Uh, they have some fantastic football games. If you haven't seen one, uh, they had some, they're going to have some really good games this weekend in their state finals games. But uh, nonetheless, if things stay the same, I, I don't know how the Bearcats are not the favorite, at least in the Greater Thumb east uh, as it stands so uh, again uh, happy to see them play uh, these last few weeks uh, they were absolutely impressive and outstanding and, and they took a very quality uh, high brand blue blood Beale City team right to the limits today and certainly had a chance to go their way if they could have just got maybe one break one play here or there that's how close this game was
1: Beale City now gets back to the state finals for the ninth time in history they've gone two and six in their time going for two 25 percent winning winning in 2000 9 in 1994 94 quarterbacked by their head coach right now Brad Gross. today's game was brought to you by Thumb and Naga Valley Services DS Services of Cass City Cado Radiator and air conditioning Randy's Honey Center here on Daily Tribune North Star Bank here on auto Parts Countryside Transportation McVeigh Insurance Agency Ugly Motor Service D&M cabinet shop the Michigan High School Athletic Association and sure health. Better health, better life are you sure so one last time. On behalf of our entire broadcast team here, our spotter, Dan Banky, doing a marvelous and phenomenal job. The best spotter north of the Mason-Dixon line. There you have it. Our director of sports information, finishing off his ninth year with us, Doug Cole's 100th broadcast with us today. Sideline reporter, Ed Klump, doing a great job. He had such a fun time last week. He brought him, brought it back this week after a silent first half due to technical difficulties with his cold. We had him in. Dave Hansen, wrapping up 10 years with us on the WLW Sports Network. Hard to believe that's been. He's still on a fill-in basis on a week-to-week basis. That's a long story I'm sure you've heard already. And I'm Clark Ramsey, producer and host of this broadcast. Thank you for listening. There will be no strong side due to the ugly loss today. No strong side will return with Steve Bone for basketball come post the new year. And until then, thank you for listening all season long. It's been an absolutely joy to see the bleachers full once again. And go thumb, we'll see you next week.
0: This has been a presentation of the WLEW Sports Network, powered by Agri-Valley Services on Sports Radio 102.1 FM and live and worldwide at WLEWsports.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Just search for WLEW Sports. Your home for high school football is the WLEW Sports Network.